A lot of people out there realize that I'm a little bit hyper, a little bit different, and a little bit the same at the same time. What did I say? It doesn't really matter because we're talking big steel cage match where nothing makes sense. This is Brendan115, the monthly podcast. This includes the Instagram lives from the last uh, month. I had to take a brief hiatus because I I was dealing with a death in the family. My grandfather passed away. Uh, I talked about this on the car talk this week because the car talk went up. Uh, but before all that, let me just get into the rigmarole. I believe that's what it's called. Uh, if this is your first episode, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Brendan Caulfield, also known as professional wrestler Holden Albright. I'm currently 29 years old and reside just outside Toronto. In the past and occasionally, I perform magic, stand-up comedy, while also creating a variety of fun content. I've used this specific podcast to talk to a wide range of people from all walks of life that in over 100 episodes helped me learn more about my friends, the world around us, and most importantly, my own self-discovery. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HoldenPro. If you enjoy this, please consider joining my Patreon at patreon.com slash Brendan C, B-R-E-N-D-O-N-E, the letter C, and becoming an acolyte of Albright. Uh, There you'll find hundreds of exclusive early podcasts, videos, vlogs, blogs with some of my best friends that won't be posted without a paywall. Also, merch discounts, private calls, Zoom events, and more. You can actually find some previews in the archives of this feed wherever you're listening to this now. For less than $10 a month, you'll be credited on all... Uh, credited on the podcast description and the end of videos. And for meal tier and higher, you get a shout-out every episode. 
But this is the first episode of the month, which means all the patrons get a shout out. So thank you so much to Tommy Richardson, Gimpy, Uncle Bobby B, Rob Arbick, Morgan and Mama Thomas, Justin Zane, Brian Pizza Man Watson, J Mac, Daniel Sun, Shane Petrovic, Jordan Yates, CJ Sakini, Brian Cannon ZS, Jen, Joshi and Rags, Peter, Gilmy Talks, and Curtis Rich. Thank you everyone for your support, especially uh the last two months like i've been super fucking busy i've gone to the east coast i've gone to the west coast i've gone to rochester i've wrestled a shit ton of hard-hitting matches and i haven't posted as much content as i wanted to dealing with family trying to get in better shape i feel like i am in shit shape right now uh i'll get into this in a second let me just tell you what's going to be included the instagram lives i actually this would normally just be the june instagram lives where i did three of them but dr bob is promoting a wrestle festival this sunday july 17th 3 p.m at the avant-garde bar 135 bresser street ottawa all ages welcome those under 19 must be accompanied by an adult, multiple wrestling collectible venue vendors to buy, sell, trade, toys and figures, merchandise, DVDs, and more, autograph signs, and special featured match. Made possible with the support of Capital City Championship Wrestling, C4 Wrestling. Uh, yeah, um... So you'll get that. We talk about like con experiences. There was a little technical difficulty. That podcast at Instagram Live was actually from this week, this Monday, every Monday at 7.15 p.m. Most Mondays, not every Monday. That goes up. Also, car talks. Uh, I want to do a talk show. I'll talk about those on the quarterly podcast, which is a Patreon exclusive. Also, I need to talk about my make goods and what I'm going to do. Upcoming, this is Brendan's on the feed. Uh, Instagram lives that I've already done that you can watch in the archives. I haven't been posted with Jamie Franchak, Sarah Roberts, PD Skills, and Jason Barker from uh, C4 Photographer. Later on, there will also be... A, Podcast with Rob Rage, PB Smooth, Shiloh Jen, sorry, Jade Chung, Ben Ortmans, Ryan Kovarik, Ilion Habanero, April and Chrissy, staff members formerly from Smash Wrestling, Clay Wilson, Out in the Ring, and Curtis Rich, the aforementioned Curtis Rich. Uh, those are all coming up in the feed you have to look forward to. Uh, but on this episode, we talked to Dr. Bob. Curtis pops on to talk about some con experience. And then the second part, we talk about we talk about cartoons. Pizza Man joins Big Grizz, Tommy, Bobby B. Because on the Instagram Live, it's open lines for either the whole show or 15 minutes. And that's all the patrons can join on. But we also talk to the chat. You'll hear about that in the podcast. Uh, part three, we talk about the New Brunswick trip. Myself, PD Skills, wrestled for Acadia Pro and Loot Elite Wrestling. Prestige? Prestige. Uh, so we talk to me and PD Skills chat, but Tommy hops on and talks about the cryptid that is Gimpy and the mushroom-induced trips that he went on. Uh, and you also hear a little audio clip of the voice recordings he left in some Instagram group chats. Um, and then lastly, we talk about creative endeavors. We get Ryan Knight on. Uh, I tricked him because I, uh, I titled Instagram lives by mentioned you. So it confuses people that they want to click on and then talk to Jason Phillips from have you seen this? So I hope you enjoy these conversations. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. I've just, I can't fucking do everything. 
I want to do everything. I want to perform stand-up five nights a week. I want to perform live shows. I want to wrestle. I want to fucking do a talk show. I want to do magic. I want to build puzzles. 24 hours in a day. 168 hours in a week. I forget how many minutes that breaks in. 60 times whatever. But uh, yeah, you'll hear about these conversations. I'm very proud of these conversations. I hope you enjoy it. Even if you're not on the Patreon, there's so much free content also. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, coming up, uh, my wrestling shows for the next little while, uh, I will be in, I'm coaching tonight, I'm recording this Wednesday, uh, July 13th, but I'll be in Hudson, Wisconsin, and on Friday, July 15th, and Spring Valley, Minnesota, both for Ironheart Pro Wrestling, and then returning to Ontario for GCW, Great Canadian Wrestling, in Peterborough on the 17th, uh, I'm actually off the 23rd. 24th, though, Upstate Pro Wrestling's having a show in Rochester. Might make a little appearance down there. On the 30th, I'm at PWO in Hamilton. On the 31st, Barry is in Kemperfest, or Barry Wrestling is at Kemperfest. Uh, in August, I'm at IWS. I'll spoil it right now. I'm in a four-way ladder match for some tag titles. August 6th, Tiger and the Wolf. Crossbody, August 7th, Wrestling Kobe Durst. Um... Barry Wrestling, August 13th, uh, August 19th, C4 Wrestling. They just announced Eddie Kingston's going to be there. And I return to the New New Brunswick area, August 26th and 27th. I got a championship. I got to fucking defend, and I got some championships I want to fucking win. So let's go. I hope you enjoy these uh, this stuff. Uh, I told you about some of the public podcasts. Next Instagram Live, Monday at 7.15. Uh, Zoom events. So if you join the Patreon, A... The price is going up very soon. Uh, but this month, if you join that meal tier, you're going to get two game nights on July 18th and 25th. You're going to see a training sneak peek. Uh, everyone on the Patreon will be able to get the training sneak peek on the 26th. Um, the 19th will be for meal tier and higher, and the watch along for all tiers will be July 23rd. I do not know what we're watching just yet. So I hope you enjoy that. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Um, the song I started out with is Bury My Bones by, sorry, by Whiskey Myers. a very good mindset song. And Grits, My Life Be Like, Ooh, Ah, is about to play before you hear these shots. So I hope you enjoy it. Have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Just have fun. Stay safe, staying healthy. And... Even if you failed to make progress today, you can still make progress tomorrow. You can be scared, you can be nervous, you can be uncertain, show up anyways, that's how you will succeed, you can do it. Forgive your younger self, believe in your current self, create your future self. You woke up this morning, you're already winning. And I hope you know that you made today a very special day by just being you. There ain't no one in this whole fucking world like you. And I appreciate you just for the way you are. I'm sorry if there's an echo, I'm in the gym right now. Uh, and there's no one else here. So, talk to you all very soon. My life be like
Y'all buzz like the dirt still up under the rug. My life be like bad characteristics covered in Christ's blood. The joy of new birth and the pain of growing up. The bliss between giving my all and giving up. The highs and lows, paths and roads I chose in the cold. I froze trying to ease my woes in this world of sin. Close to being the fence of the God I send. Words of help to win and grumbling so deep that us could never express. So the sounds of ooh ah beneath my breath. So I apologize for any of the sound quality issues. Uh, I hope to get that fixed. Uh, I have no idea if the Instagram story works. Uh, can you at least hear me? Because I'm real sorry that it's staticky, but at least I uh, still get this and get the word out. I know that there's some staticky issues. I turned off my Wi-Fi. I restarted my whole fucking phone. Uh, let me know if you can at least hear me. I did like four test runs. I understood what you meant by the testing. Okay, so I wanna, in the comment section down below, and also phone in, phone in, video chat in. Uh, if you have a convention story, good, bad experiences, that's what we're gonna talk about before we promote Dr. Bob's Wrestle Festival, Ottawa's second ever professional wrestling swap meet, and more. This Sunday, July 17th, 3 p.m. at the Avant-Garde Bar in Ottawa. All ages welcome, those under 19 must be accompanied by an adult. Made possible with the support of Capital City Championship Wrestling C4 Wrestling. How's it going, Curtis? How's it going, Bobby? What's up, Ryan? Um, hope you're all having a good day. I don't know. Maybe it was the Wi-Fi that was... I don't know, but I'm in my basement, so like my connection shouldn't be any better. Hope you're all having a good day. Hope you're all having a good weekend. Uh, on Saturday in Barrie, I wrestled Van Landon in a 2 out of 3 falls match. You can see the scarring on my eye from it. I'm pretty sure it was from the Tombstone. Uh, okay, well, Curtis, you give me your best and worst. No, there's no dirt. This is fucking straight up, like, missing skin and scratches. Um, me and Van Landon beat the shit out of each other. Um, oh, Sean uh, live-streamed uh, the 2 out of 3 falls match. I know uh, he did the Barry, the Canada Day one. Or 30th for a second, July 2nd. We tagged on July the story of the tag partners that lost wrestled each other. And then the person who didn't win the first match, two out of three falls. But there was no winner. Spoiler alert. Uh, go check out the Patreon. Uh, Barry finally uploaded their Patreon, patreon.com slash Wrestling. They have their shows from December, June, or December, March, April, May, June, stuff like that. Uh, so I hope you're all having a good day. I hope you're all staying hydrated. It's hot as fuck. Uh, we're into the first week and a half of, uh, Canada Day. Or not Canada Day. Uh, so we still got, like, three more months of this shit. Um. Doo -doo -doo. What's up, dude? Hello. Uh, first off, how are you and Brian feeling? We're feeling much better. We're finally recovered, uh, after everything. <laughs> <laughs> There's the right. thumb. Well, I'm happy so, to hear. Sorry about the postponement of your wedding. Yeah, it's okay. We at it's least got every we got it. It's life. We got it rescheduled though, so we're getting married on the thirtieth now. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's a Saturday, right? Yeah. So that's the uh, Saturday. You guys are up in uh, Kempfest. 
not you guys. I'm there Sunday. I'm in Hamilton. Oh, are you just there Sunday? I I didn't know whether you were there Saturday. Okay. Nah. Well, I'll see you on Sunday. That's my match. Myself versus Corey Stone. I think this is now the fifth time we've wrestled each other. I believe so. I'll at least be there for the Sunday, so I'll at least see this match. Awesome. I, I I did see your match though live, um, cause Sean went live when uh you were when you were you guys were like midway through your match, I think. Was that uh that? was that yeah. last Saturday or the Yeah, Van yeah, that was you and Van Landon. Oh, but we wrestled each other like back to back weekends. Yeah, yeah. No, uh not the not the tag not the tag match. You're you're one on one. Oh, no, but I mean, like, so we did the one-on-one, and then last Saturday we did a two-out-of-three falls one. Oh, okay, not the two-out-of-three yeah. falls, the, the the one at uh, Mariposa. Uh, yeah, okay. No, yeah. Brian Unfortunately, got a great photo of us toasty Monster Energy drinks afterwards. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. But so uh, I didn't see the match. Give me your best con experience, worst con experience. <laughs> Just one. Like, so, one of each side. It's funny is because my my best and worst are literally at the same convention in the same year. So it's it's kind of funny. So Did it my the same day? Uh pretty much within the same well within a 24 hour period. So it's like the same day, sat- not the same so, day. Okay, not the same day, but uh it, it started off on the Saturday night and then it bled into the Sunday throughout the day. Um but essentially I had not only the um most craziest night uh it was probably the most uh riveting kind of night so um, was that your sexual awakening experience no you you've heard a little bit of that but i'm skipping over that because the main thing was was the the whole fight with the pigeons and uh the gumby squad which i still don't even understand that but like how i heard about it because like before running into them i didn't i i heard about what this happened so it happened at the uh at an actual um like voice actors panel like uh, i think it was for like sailor moon and like pokemon and a few others yeah. just like really no but they did that in the middle of the panel itself so like they actually started a fist fight in the middle of the panel um so i i have no idea why this even happened these guys you don't even see around anymore because of that because because of the whole shitload but like well, there's a solid I still, reason why they're not yeah. like allowed Oh, they're still allowed back. That's the thing. They just never came back due to just, I think, just how many people hate them at Anime North now. But um, not to go somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no. So best time of that was uh, actually like taking the royal piss out of both all those guys because they thought I didn't know what fucking happened. But I'm like, I, I, I know what I know. I know who you are. I know what you what you're doing. <laughs> And kind of like manipulated them because they because I'm I'm known around Anime North doing the um, doing the Gumby thing around uh, around the raves and they and they tried to kind of like be the other Gumbies and try to like take away my my whole shtick around the fucking the whole thing but I ended up uh, actually <laughs> spinning that around them and actually getting like twelve hundred fucking people actually doing like Ontario Gumby chants which was kind of hilarious. So I almost got on the stage on there, but the uh, DJ there was so shit. Um, he, he's hey, been replaced. Hey, to be fair, he was allowed on the stage. You tried to get on the stage. So I won't say the DJ was complete shit. That was his well, arena. It, it, well, the thing is, is if he wasn't shit, he wouldn't have been fired. 
that that was the thing. He was fired in the middle of his set. That was his last set he ever got to do at Anime North. He now works at YetiCon, and he's just as garbage as he was <laughs> back at Anime North. Now, so like, I know that there's a lot work. of volunteers at conventions. So when people say he works, <laughs> does he volunteer or does he like run it? He he was actually running a Taco Blue, so he was actually like paid to be the DJ for that. And oh, there was okay. a lot of people that were complaining about his mixes because they weren't very good. And uh, they're still not good. Um, he was replaced by someone who literally, like, the first song he started was Space Jam. <laughs> he did his own mix of Space Jam, and that that got, that got like fucking thirteen hundred people actually like going from like eh, I'm not I don't really care about this rave to like fully moving to the front and actually oh, giving yeah. shit. Okay. So best moment uh for the convention was actually that was just being a part of like 1300 people at anime north like mm-hmm. i have a shot on my instagram of it uh where i'm just like literally at the front with uh with one of my best friends and he was in uh he was in like fucking uh saiyan armor okay <laughs> and uh, yeah no it's such a cool shot because it was like outside just in the parking lot but it didn't look like we were in the parking lot it looked like we were in like some huge fucking arena there was just so mm-hmm. many people like the crowd was just huge, so I'd say that was my best, uh, my best convention moment. Just and what's the worst? The, what's the worst? Though? The pure insanity. Uh, worst moment. Uh, the after effects of that because everyone heard about what happened with Gumby Squad and they thought I was involved. So I heard "fuck you, Gumby." Uh, basically, all so goddamn. You, day. you singularity, singularly are Ontario Gumby. Yeah, there was a bunch of Gumbies that created a yeah, squad. Yeah, they were called. They were called the Gumby Squad. They're based like out they, in Montreal. All, fi- all fucking whatever of you are all dressed like Gumby, though, right? Yeah. So it's just you and then a whole bunch of shitheads dressed as Gumby. That's why I had this. I started doing the shirts and started like dressing up, like making a little bit of differences between. Like, I actually had to, I actually made a statement. I'm like, I don't condone what they did. I don't like Gumby Squad and especially. You should have gone the other way. You should have been like, I'm not a part of Gumby Squad, but you want to know what? They did their own thing. That's a little Kobe Durst coming out of me, apparently. Well, what's what's funny is I'm probably going to still go to Anime North this weekend and still hear about it because every single weekend. Yes, yeah. Anime North is this weekend. It will be there. <laughs> well, a normally it's in May, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They got pu- I, they got pushed back because of COVID. Yeah, so they got pushed uh, back like yeah. two and a half years. Yeah, no. They're but, like, uh, yeah, no, this weekend. Oh fuck! There's gonna be a whole lot of nerds that are sunburned and fucking uh, dying this weekend, huh? Oh, we'll man. be in first, dude. Uh, I'll 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 be there doing Gumby and the. Buzz character, and then I also got OIW panel, uh, wrestling in Japan, um, which is uh, on Sunday. I'll be the host of that, and there's uh, a whole bunch of guys from the OIW podcast network. And you can also catch me on the Saturday uh, with a furry versus cosplay panel, which I get to. You're in a furry versus uh, civilian uh, fight candidate, but we'll talk about that soon. Doctor Bob's about to hop on. Thank you so much for uh, hopping on for these stories. Though I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Talk to you soon, man. Have a good day. Oh, Lord. You too. Uh, I hope everyone's having a good time today. Um, Convention. There shouldn't be fights. He's faded out right now. Here he is. Fight with me and technology. All right, wait. Oh, the other way. way. (laughs) Ah! Just looking at the back of my screen for a second there.
Dr. Bob! What's going on, good brother? Good. Much yourself? Ah, just got through with a string of super exciting shows this past weekend, so I was living off of that. Wrap up your weekend. Wrap up your weekend. All right. Well, let's see. Saturday was ISW Interspecies Ring Announcing and Running Back to Duke. I think I did four about four matches of commentary. That is super exhausting. The few times I've seen that happen in indie wrestling, hats off to them because going back and forth, doing this and that and that, that's I just run ragged. It kind of puts miles on you there. You know, probably yeah. probably last two days off of my life there doing those, but a lot of fun. And I mean the whole the whole Roch gang there in ISW Interspecies area is super cool. It's a it's a great opportunity. And, for anyone who's around the areas, man, go out to Ganawagi and the the reserves out in Montreal. That's a fun time. Um, and then after that, we had Apex with this debut. A lot of guys that uh, kind of made the name around the Montreal region and stuff. But then we had people like Session, Moth Martina. So uh, two full guys. disclosure, I remember yeah. like two or three weeks ago, people telling me that this show probably won't happen because pro wrestling. Yeah. You know what? Um, there was yeah, man. Hey, I, I don't know. Have you seen, have you seen any pictures of the venue? Yeah, I've seen. It was was it in a fucking church? Yeah, so it's a renovated church. They've they've turned it into an event space in the last I want to say five six years, maybe a little bit longer. The only other company that I know that ran there was Torture Chamber Pro Wrestling. Uh, okay. Virgo was there too yesterday or yeah. Sunday. Yeah, man, I don't remember what day it is now. I've been on the road and hair and back and sleeping at god knows what hours and picking up the kid from daycare and stuff um yeah no i know a lot of people were talking about the show maybe not happening and this and that and i think it's because you know for a debut show it had such a big scope they're gonna run this huge venue they're gonna have amazing thousands of dollars worth of production put into it they're gonna have guys like you know psychosis session moth martina uh matt seidel uh brian Pillman jr everything is really ambitious for a first show and i totally get it the other side of that coin, though, is I know who put on the show. I know the people behind it. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of spot a charlatan from a mile away at this point, having been in yeah. wrestling for quite a while. And that dude is not one of them. Uh-huh. He, he uh, totally, totally, you know, puts his heart out there. He was, you know, he was there at like five or six in the morning, standing up the place. Like, you know, main guy there, putting in, put in the hours and everything, the elbow grease. Because of how much I trusted him, if it was anyone else, I would have went in with a little bit of reservations about going into the show. But because of how much I trusted him, I was like, you know what? This is going to work out. Even if it doesn't, it's not on his fault. Worst case, I'm in Montreal already. I'll spend another day with my mom. But (laughs) But no, show went off really great. And, you know, there's already talks about is there a third, a second, a third, a fourth show? And and, uh, we'll see what happens out of it. Uh, Yeah, there's a... There's a lot of space for uh, for just Southern Ontario to Quebec in general, like having bigger stuff. Like the Maritimes right now has a couple of touring things that are like going really well, and then like there's big shows, but like there there's space. There's there's enough weekends in the month. I think too. It depends on collaboration. If you got like a bunch of companies in the same little area that want to be petty and want to fight and want to cancel each other out and want to do all this stuff then then yeah you know small pond gets even smaller but if you want to grow the community if you want to grow the 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 fan base and everything and guys put a little effort to work nicely together you know it it all works out and there's enough fans in most any given area i would say from where i've been where you can kind of sustain a good group of people 
Like, I mean, look, come look at uh, C4 and Acclaim. Different crowds, different people, all in the same small well, city. Ottawa's like the same team. fans and same, uh, there's enough fans and enough fucking That's roster it. Yeah. members of staff and wrestlers that can be used. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And I mean, and like, you go over to, 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 to even ISW the night before and with kind of Apex the night after. A little bit of crossover, a few guys, but not many. And, like, they were able to pull from Ontario, from Quebec, from all over Apex, a little bit of a big budget in terms of flying and stuff. But, you know, there's enough wrestlers everywhere to fill out cars, enough fans out there to satiate that need. You just Everyone's got to put in a good product, put their heart behind it. Don't take these gigantic shortcuts and, you know, present honestly. It's cool. So I know that you're a little confused what day it is, what day yesterday was, but the only day that matters <laughs> is this Sunday. July 17th, Dr. Bob's second Wrestle Festival. Give me a hard plug for it right now. Hell yeah. Sunday, and I realize today's Monday. Sunday, July 17th, 3 p.m. at Angar Barn in Ottawa, Ontario. We're putting on a special exclusive exclusive matchup for the Wrestle Festival. We've got an autograph signing with the one, the only, I know she hates the word words, but the, the legendary Lefisto coming in too. And uh, yeah, we're going to have approximately uh, 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 counting myself, I guess, 20 vendor tables with all these different kinds of amazing things. I've had uh, Martin Villeneuve, the Casey Katana, actually posted up. He's got these like signed robes for Bruno San Martino. He's got, I know, I just saw your eyebrows. He's got autographs from like all these wrestlers. He's got one of a kind items. Um, and then you go everyone from the extravagant like that. And then you just want to do your regular toy shopping and Lucy's and figures and stuff. You'll have barrels full of that from other people as well. We got all these different types of line, all these, you know, wrestlers coming into even just being in Montreal. I know a whole bunch of them are, you know, packing up some cards to come on over just to support it. Worst case, if you're not a big collector, hey, you got all these like-minded wrestling fans. You got beers, you got food. It's a party, man. Come on I out, like spend a lot little, of money. I like with that it, little uh, caveat at the end there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, hell, if you don't drink, just have a Coke with us or whatever. But uh, hey, all food. I'm saying is, you said food and wrestling fans. Yeah. The drinking is whatever. <laughs> if you don't drink but you smoke, there's a parking lot somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hey, we're downtown Ottawa, man. You'll find whatever you need. Any advice you want, <laughs> you can probably get it there. Not supporting everything out there, but if you want it, you can find it. Downtown so, Ottawa. Um, yeah. This Give me is awesome. your second one you've done, right? Correct. So, how did I run right? I was one three years ago. So how did it go, and what did you learn from there? Because you were clearly doing a second one, and you didn't give up after the first. Yeah. So the first one was a success. I was had a number in mind that I was aiming for, and we went past way past that. I was being, you know, I was being very conservative with how many people I thought would come out, but we kind of smashed it. Um, I learned. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I learned a few things off of it. Um, promoting a little better, promoting in the right channels grassroots getting people to kind of support you you know how many people i got on the street team just flyering for me and everything because they believe in this some of them are vendors some of them are fans but they believe that this can lead up to something better i've always told people very openly hey, if this works if the next one works who knows a whole wrestling convention i'm gonna have a whole venue comic cons work let me put on a mini comic con just a wrestle con and yeah i know all the the states and stuff have it but there's not really much of a of that happening out in canada and i think there can be 100%. i want this I want this to be sort of the predecessor, the building blocks for something like a WrestleCon here. Uh, but yeah, all that being said, I learned kind of also, I was being really, really optimistic with how many people we could fit in a room. 
And nobody complained off of the looking back at pictures and videos. I'm like, yeah, I should have spaced them out a little more. I was just kind of getting, I want them people to get the most bang for their buck. Yeah. Um, I, I knew a few things too. I didn't want to charge people. I want vendors to get as many people in there. And that means me not charging at the door. That means me getting sponsors. That means me charging vendors a little bit more. Um, but I don't want to charge fans because that's who will get the money. Yeah. That being said, I made my money a while ago. I am not with all the promoting. No matter if one fan comes through the door or if 300 fans come through the door, I make the same amount. I just want this to work out because I want all the vendors to leave happy. I want them to be satisfied. I want more vendors to come back. And by the amount of vendors that are repeats, you know, I'm doing something right. I think I didn't burn any bridges. And I've got more and more people talking about it. You know, even people who never showed up last uh, three years ago, they were saying, hey, man, I, I really wish I had come on out. And uh, I'm happy people are talking highly about it because, yeah, I want this to word of mouth grow and grow and grow. Even last time, we had people from all over Ontario and Quebec. Man. I don't even know how that happened, but I think it's just, you know, Facebook and Twitter or whatever, just kind of putting their fingers out there and putting their, their, their roots out there to kind of reach as many people. So Ottawa is low-key a central location for shit. Yeah, yeah. I think we get a little bit, you know, a little bit crapped on because we're like a quiet government town. Yeah. But we get a lot of festivals. We get a lot of activity. We got a lot of events. And we might not be the size of like Toronto or something, but like we're kind of like that one step behind in terms of like stuff still comes through. It's, it's a man, no place I'd rather be. Well, like the funny thing is always when the wrestlers first come to a C4 show. You don't realize, like, there's the college element to Ottawa. Because you do think, like, parliament and shit like that. And then you see a group of five attractive females. And they're not there with anyone else. They're just there on their own. And it's like, wait a minute. What the fuck? How does C4 have the hottest audience? Hey, it's still Canada after all. So, you know what's funny about, you know what's funny about, about that whole element, too? It's that we're running, um, I think, September. Yeah, September. We're running um, at uh, Algonquin for yep. for C four too. So we're right in the yeah we're right in the middle of frost there. So oh. it's it's going to be a, a kind of a I know I know. So we're going to have a whole different different atmosphere. You're talking about like that college element. Myself, I was never a big frost guy, man. I kind of stayed away and did my own thing with my group of friends and everything. But if you're up for that, and if you guys can travel, come on down. It's going to be a party. Fuck. <laughs> I tried to I'm almost 30. Nope, not interested. I'm almost 30. Not interested. I needed to. Oh, I didn't even mean it that way. But Oh, I definitely did. I needed to recalibrate for a second. I I joked in the chat today because someone got announced for a show locally. I'm just like, it's real simple not to fuck anyone under 20. Like, it's real easy. Jeez, yeah. So I have. Let's all be very smart, okay? We're not we're not twenty year olds anymore. We're we're mature individuals, and that means everyone else should age with us too. Let's all be smart out there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> let's yeah. all aim to be smart. So uh, I do have a few questions from Patreon. Uh, Hit me for you. So first up, yep. uh, Gilmy Talks asks: Any advice for a person just getting into the convention game? Panels, tables, and how to connect with the fans out there. I think this also pertains as a vendor talking to a promoter and someone running a convention. Sure. Uh, I know Gimme Talks, yeah. Um, Great. In terms of a convention, yeah. I mean, I haven't... I I, want to say... I'm going to give my opinion of it and just kind of knowing conventions overall. 
I'm not going to give it as a voice of experience because I've only ran one. And the second one's almost done here. We're going to be finishing in a week. So I don't want to say that I've had years and years and years. But based on what I know, um, you, depending if it's a smaller or bigger one, you got to put this on your back. People will help you and on your shoulders. People will help you. People will make promises. But when it comes down to it, the final product's you. My name's on it. It says Dr. Bob's recipe. This screws up. People come back to me. I've got three or four people I trust closely who are doing different elements, but they're not going to get blamed if this is bad. So you got to put in the work. Um, that also means that you got to be super organized. I had to reach out to X number of sponsors to even get a few that were interested. And the sponsors I have, super great. But I mean, I, I needed to network. Um, like hey, in wrestling. a hundred no's before that first yes. Yeah, exactly. It's a numbers game. And also means, also means that Mike Roch gave me a lot of help on this, actually. It also means you have to come up with a value proposition. You're not, you know, whatever derogatory term you want to use, Mark, or whatever, that fan. But, like, you got to comment in a business sense. They want to know what are they getting their dollars for, or the bank for their buck. So if you come in and just be like, you can be part of my event, eh. But if you say, hey, you have X number of exposure, this is what I can guarantee you or advise, this is what I can do for you, and maybe I have a tiered system. You can't afford 200 bucks. Hey, here's what I can give you for 100. You can't even afford 100. Here's what I can give you for 80. You know, something like that. Um, come on in and and as for vendors and tables too, I know who to hit. Like, there's people, super fans. Like, you know, I've talked to people like Maddie and stuff. They will put their all the support into you to help you out and stuff. So, like, know who your friends are, know who you can count on, and these people support. He's done so much help pr promoting for me, whether it being Flyer, whether it just be talking to other others. So, know, know what you're getting into. And if we're talking specifically about wrestling, because that's my bread and butter. I love stand-up comedy. I love, you know, movies. I love certain things, but I would never think of putting, like, uh, a movie convention or something, you know, that I'm not knowledgeable enough. If you're going to put on something about wrestling or something, know your audience, know what city you're presenting, know what the product is. Do people like primarily DVDs? They're kind of on the outs right now. You know, not many people are buying DVDs anymore. So maybe it's more about toys. Are toys on the out? Maybe it's about, you know, uh, signatures, autographs, or eight by tens, a collectible kind of thing. Know what you're going for. Know what you can kind of tell people and advise. So know your product overall. Ask for the rest of the stuff. Game plan, project plan, however you want to check it out. Uh, so give me just like think about bigger picture and cut it up into manageable chunks. I think that's the biggest. So hit me up if you want. Hit me up personally if you want. I I love helping people out with no benefit to myself. Any part of my game, whether it's commentary, announcing, even this convention stuff, hit me up. I'm always ready to chat. Uh, so Brian asks, what is your go-to line on commentary, and who's your favorite indie wrestler to watch, and what up and comer are you looking forward to seeing more of? So up and comer, a guy you know well, Young Jay Lee. He's my so boy, actually, I think. I wanted to, uh, I wasn't sure if you would bring it up or I was going to bring it up later on. You are a dude that, so what I learned during the pandemic is representation matters because that is the, when you see someone else doing it, like in my instance, it's Young Miles saw Brent Banks wrestling. So it made it more achievable for him. You yeah. are a dude that definitely pushes like, uh, I, I'm to totally going to get this wrong, but I want to say it's like Asian Pacific or Pacific Asian. Yeah. Like yeah, you yeah. are one of the dudes that pushes that so fucking hard in a good way of like, 
representation matters and young jay is the perfect example of that so uh if you could talk about like why that's so important to you besides the obvious reasons yeah yeah i mean that that alone i could do 30 minutes so i'll try to give you the truncated shorter version well i will have you on uh we will figure out a time because me and you have gone early to shows enough that i could just like turn on a camera and we can oh, show yeah, let's do that next time let's let's do that man for sure um i even had i think it was zach or i can't remember but somebody just did one of these like 10 minutes while we're driving to a Montreal show or something and recorded in the backseat. It was awesome. Um, representation on a shorter version. And I'd love to do a show with like, if you ever had multiple guests on that were all people of color, I think that'd be an awesome way to get kind of a differencing opinions and everything. But even guys like a junior right now, junior Benito's coming in really hot and everything. And here's the thing. I maybe haven't had this conversation specifically with him, but when you see him in the ring nowadays, you don't go young black wrestler, you go great young wrestler yeah. and that whole idea of him just being black is not at the forefront of your mind when you see him wrestle take that 10 20 years ago though like even further like you saw booker t he's like oh this guy in wcw is not getting pushed is it because he's black is it because he's whatever that was part of the conversation it was always linked i want to get to the point where with people like bipoc with people like asian pacific and everything where we can get to the point where it's not weird seeing somebody like myung jay lee come in um well not weird but it's like not peculiar that he's succeeding as an asian man it's not like a a success story i want it to be the norm and he doesn't talk people... with an accent he doesn't lean into it he has yeah. like the flag on his gear but that's just a part of his culture there's nothing he does that's, oh, yeah. he's not the karate man or some shit like that well that's the reason like i grew up i'm 30 i'm almost 38 now when i was watching it the only face we had for part of it was Takamichinuku and we had to jerry when i was a little bit older and get him the stuff right yeah. and so like he was the only guy that was like asian and cool because the rest of them were like these monsters and i mean a bit older but like the kabukis the the hakushis and stuff right they did some goofy stuff but they were angry and everything you couldn't have faces and you can have cool faces and then jerry comes in and he like he kicks ass and immediately me and a lot of other people have talked about this he was like our guy because he's like oh man this guy's awesome this guy wins this guy's not booked terribly. He's not some sort of, you know, maybe he did the whole English Japanese thing, but whatever, that's his thing. But like he 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 was pushed and he was celebrated and he didn't have to be a heel the whole time. Yeah. And so stuff like that, I want that to be more the normal. We're watching it and like, okay, there's this Asian dude succeeding because growing up, you know, you think of like some of the stereotypes I might have had. Uh, I know I'm a bit older than you, but you think about some of the stereotypes you had on TV, man. Everyone was uh a karate dude everyone was like the loser in a in a relationship you know like the, the asian guy trying to get a girl or something or, or whatever like we're all characters and stereotypes growing up i didn't have a single person on tv if you weren't looking at maybe kung fu movies i don't have a single person on tv that i look like that i could look up to as a hero so you know what that does to a kid's psyche wrestling aside but any pop culture any media i'm not the main character in this story oh. i don't deserve the success because nothing has shown me that an asian man can be successful wow. and it's very very obviously damaging to the ego and confidence of young asian men asian women everything um i'm just saying asian because of me but you know people of color because you don't see success stories you don't see heroes you don't see this and so when you're seeing more things like Shang-Chi, when you're seeing more things like Kim's Convenience, when you're seeing more things like all the other, you know, successful stories and pop culture hits right now, the reason we gravitate towards it is like, yo, the next generation 
are going to have these great stories and are going to have these great heroes and people they can look up to. Doesn't necessarily mean every Asian person has to be the good guy in the story, but that there are popular culture and figures out there that we can relate to, as opposed to we're not always that sidekick. We're not always that footnote. And I, I just, I gravitate towards wrestling because that's what I know. That's what I'm a part of. I want to see a lot of people of color succeed, be champs, be, be, be main adventures, um, because that means kids uh, of the next generation won't think that's weird. That gives them hope that I can be a main adventure. I is, can be something in life. You don't understand how damaging it is to a kid to not be able to see anyone in society have that kind of main event, whatever you want to call it, main event position because it automatically makes them think I'm not worth it. Fuck, that's that's fucking powerful. Like I've I've talked to, there was one moment and uh, I'll just call him out on it. I love him so I could talk shit about him. Uh, Kingdom James posted on his union Twitter account when the speaking out stuff happened. Hey, mm-hmm. we were going to do a tournament. Should we include more females in the tournament or do an all-female show? And a creepy wrestling fan replied, oh, there should be a weekend of women's wrestling shows. And I texted Kingdom. I was like, this person's opinion doesn't matter because I've definitely seen them molest or take creepy photos of people. So I went the opposite and like, bringing up like i definitely want to get into doing panel discussions with people because i think that's how you really learn is people's experiences and i i made a group chat with like six girls and i was like what's something that you guys notice that other people don't and one of the things that they brought up was if it's not a women's championship match why is their match announced as this is a women's match when if i'm wrestling gabriel fuerza it's the next contest is scheduled for one fall. And then when I was talking to a few of my uh, black friends specifically, they yeah. mentioned how like it's way easier to list 20 white actors before you can list 10 black actors. Of and course. it's like they have sports, drugs, and like hip hop to like aspire to. And then you bringing up the Asian perspective of like not the main character. And like, I think like, the main character thing gets used very weirdly nowadays where it is like a weird self-centered thing, but like having that of, Oh, I'm always a psychic. Oh, we are a part of the cast, but we're seasoned regulars as opposed to like one of the six friends and friends and shit like that's like, Holy fuck. That does create a, I'm not worthy of the main story. I'm just background dressing. Fuck. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I hundred percent, 100% understand the women's perspective going into this too. Part of the problem there in wrestling is that it's got such a history where they were an attraction and not always. I, I know I know WWE's kind of screwed up with the timing and they've kind of done their own narrative, but that aside, for a lot of history, they were seen as sort of a, a special attraction. Like, I don't mean this derogatorily, but historically, it's like, oh, the midget matches, the yeah. women matches, and the regular matches, right? Yeah. And they're like, you're like, oh, okay, if you already position it that way, well, fast forward 50, 60 years, whatever, it's like, okay, we haven't really gotten past that, okay, they're in the special attraction. And then, on the flip side of that, you put an all-women show, and then you're, you know, the flack is, well, uh, do they need an all-women show? Why can't there be men? Same thing, there's been several, uh, like, uh, all-black shows. There's been several, not a huge amount of them, but there's been several places, and then You'll always hear the flack of the opposite side. Whoa, why can't why do they need a special show? And I'm like, oh, if you don't understand that, there's nothing I can tell you right now 
to help justify this. If you don't understand why we might need a showcase, I say we, I'm not black, obviously, but I'm saying people of color. Minorities, anyone um, that is yeah, a... Yeah. Uh, uh, person of color is a little bit better. Yeah. I meant like marginalized. Exactly. If, yeah. if people don't understand, yeah. If people don't understand the need for that, it's that they're so sheltered that they see that as an affront to their culture, to their person. Whereas like, no, it's just like, we are the attraction. We're match one of eight. So yeah. maybe having more will give more of a spotlight. Again, whole 30 minutes I could do on that, but I'll, uh, I'll get uh, over to the next. And Bobby B did bring up a great uh, comment here of another part of the problem. How many female owners or bookers are, yeah. are there of like the behind the scenes too? Cause like, this is something I struggle with of just being yeah. a straight enough white dude of just like, how the fuck do I build a platform for myself, but still provide like that spotlight for other people and stuff like that of like, yeah, I'm still building up my own, but I don't take away the shine from anyone else. And like, I share, I probably share way too much stuff, but I think if your problem with me is he shares and retweets too much stuff, it's well, go fuck yourself that I'm not self-centered. Oh dude, I've got, I've gotten so much of that too. They're like, why are you always pushing all these guys? And that? I'm like, because they're because they're my friends. And yeah, right. If, if they succeed, we all succeed. Also, they're good guys. Like, yeah. I don't go retweet any random thing because sometimes people turn out to be scumbags, right? I'm like, I know these guys, and until they prove me wrong, I'm gonna help support them. Yeah. I'm not gonna pat myself on the back, but I have gotten a whole bunch of people bookings in the last while, just knowing promoters, knowing <laughs> bookers, even this past weekend. And I'm like, I do it because I'm like. Okay, these guys are cool guys, or because I'm like the promoter's a cool guy and needs help. Like, I'll do it because not because I'm necessarily thinking I'll get back another booking for later, but why not? It takes me a few extra seconds and somebody succeeds off of it. Why would so I, not I think do that's where some people get confused when they're like, oh, it's a, uh, it's a brother's club or something like that. A lot of recommendations, like for the most part of references, is yeah. I want to ride with this person or yeah. they're a cool person to have in the locker room. It's not so much book this person specifically for this reason. It's no, let's create an atmosphere. Yeah, I, I like this guy too, Bobby. Good name. Um, <laughs> I think the thing is, I think the, 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 that I see that flip side of being like, oh, it's only me. But then you've got to be open as a person who's recommending him like if the booker or whoever's in charge says no okay i'm not gonna strong arm that person say unless you book uh olden albright i'm not coming on your show because i think that's a kind of a jerk move and i know some yeah. people that do that but like it's like okay uh maybe you have your reasons and everything but like maybe you don't know anyone else on a card and, and you need somebody you trust to, to be in yeah. your back maybe i don't know i'm just throwing stuff hypotheticals but otherwise, yeah, you kind of gotta you, you kind of gotta suggest stuff, but not be pushy about it. And uh, if they pick it up, they pick up. Yeah. So the last question I'll send you off, and this was a uh, this wasn't even a real question that Bobby B sent me. We were just chatting when I promoted you, yeah. and, and he said he met a Doctor Bob this weekend. And there is a nice. lot of Doctor Bobs. A, what is your doctorate in? And B, why are there so many Doctor Bobs? Who is this other Dr. Bob? Question back at that person. Uh, okay, I'd like Bobby, to know. You got to it... ch uh, chime in in the chat of who <laughs> that Dr. Bob was. Was this at a wrestling show or randomly? Because I believe I'm a know. musician. Oh, oh well, I, I I don't know all the different fields there, but okay. <laughs> I mean, 
You know what's funny? I didn't know this for the first because my 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 Facebook name's been Bobby Virtue forever. That's not my real name, but I picked it. I picked it when I was like twenty or something. And then years later, I found out there's a like a band in Australia or something named Bobby Virtue. And I was like, Oh, my God. oh sorry guys, I've had this name forever. I'm like, we never talked, but I'm like, I'm not gonna change it now. And I'm not trying to rip off of you, and I'm not making money off your name. So <laughs> too bad. Um, yeah. Where and what's the, your oh, doctor? Uh, my doctorate's in, uh, let's say, wrestling for now. Sure. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, we actually, because we got into a deep conversation there. Uh, what yeah. is, and we'll sign off here, give me a hard plug, yeah. give me your socials, uh, but what is your go-to line on commentary? Uh, my go-to line, I have a few uh, short ones. One I sold from Excalibur. The, the El Generico was a big boy. When I get somebody like usually a bigger dude who does a big move, a flip, or something, I'm like, oh, this dude's a, like, I probably call it for you. I go, Holman Albright's a big boy. And I unapologetically <laughs> just stole that from Excalibur. But yeah. um, I like to do King Kong versus like a real life King Kong versus Godzilla fight. And what I'm most known for, a lot of people tell me that too, is uh, I'm most known for my screams and everything. I got this, like, uh, not a Joey Styles, oh, my God, but something close to it when something big happens. And it's usually 99% authentic. I'll just go, yeah, You're very excitable. Like, you can feel your energy when you're calling the matches. Yeah, sorry, Double Dragon. I won't steal that. I'll borrow. I'll send him a tweet. I'm sure he'll read it out uh, of the 10,000 no, it's called tweets. Inspired. In wrestling, we, we're inspired <laughs> by each other. We don't steal anything. No, it, it's also a tribute, right? That's what we also do. We, we run tribute gimmicks and tributes and stuff. But no, that yeah. that's some fair show shit. <laughs> Which yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, if anyone, dude, I'm, I'm Ottawa. If I'm Ottawa going. Book me as fucking like mankind. I will do a whole mankind match. Hey, I liked your I liked your whole uh, your whole three faces of Holden Albright gimmick that you that you had a little bit for uh, for Backyard Pro there. Uh, yeah, 100. There's also, like, in general, Holden Albright right now has, like, fucking the... Do you know how hard it is to balance being, like, someone that's, like, kind of respected and having good matches and having a creepy character and going to new territories and such of, like, okay, well, they don't know this Holden yet. They don't need Iron Man or two out of three falls Holden. They get fucking <laughs> Undertaker, Kane, Mankind Holden. And then some parts here, I'm, I'm 99 Stone Cold Holden. I'd, uh, yeah, you're gonna have to make a little checklist for yourself going, what was I at that one place? What was I at the other place? And just Dude, I ask promoters, I go, here is what my promos and the type of shit I do. What do you want? Yeah. And they're like, more of this creepy shit, please. I'm like, cool, 2018 holding, coming back. Nice, nice. I like it. I like but it. But hard plug, uh, Wrestle Festival Sunday and your socials. Yes, sir. Socials. Um, I've got a Facebook, uh, Dr. Bob, your commentator of choice. I barely use it, but hit me up on there. Bobby Virtue on Facebook. I'm more open. I used to kind of block out almost everybody, but nowadays, you know, send me a message. It's cool. Um, and for both my link, uh, nah, I keep saying LinkedIn. God damn it. I got to get back to work. My Twitter and my Instagram, I'm Dr. Bob commentary. I get very little traction on them. I don't put huge amounts of effort. So hit me up on Facebook. I'm the most responsive there. Hard plug, Sunday, July 17th, Ottawa, Ontario, Avant-Garde Bar. Dozens of, well, dozens, thousands of wrestling items that are going to be available for you. Hard to find stuff, great stuff, more popular stuff, more obscure stuff. Um, we're going to have a match. We're going to have an autograph signing. We're going to have a lot of great times. There's going to be wrestlers, fans, super fans everywhere from all over Ontario, Quebec. 
maybe even further. Who knows? The Maritimes, whatever, drive on in. So come on in, have fun. I will be there. I will appreciate every single person that comes there. And hardest of plugs, if this succeeds and keeps on succeeding, hey, WrestleCon, Ottawa, who knows? Maybe someday Ooh, soon. He, he just named it. He named it. <laughs> I was going All to, right. you, you dropped like a little nugget at the beginning there of like, oh, if this can grow and get bigger and bigger, it's like, hmm, I don't have to ask what your vision is. I already see the little, okay, what can I learn from here? What Because have you gone to conventions? Yeah, I've gone to conventions. I've I've been to several places and I've seen some spectacularly fail, but I've seen some do well. And I'm constantly just like wrestling commentary, man, I'm constantly learning and trying to get best practices and I want to do something that's both fun, but here, I'll let you in a little secret to everyone out there. I hate losing money. I hate, <laughs> hate, hate losing money. I don't go shows to lose money. It doesn't mean I have to make a lot, but I gotta have a few dollars in my pocket. Food. Uh, and I know some other people, they're cool, they put on shows, and I love them for it. Absolutely, because it gives the boys a chance to work. If I lost money at a show, I would cry. So, my well, lesson learned... Hit you and your baby's gonna cry. <laughs> my lesson learned from that is if I'm gonna run a convention, it's not for myself, it's for the people. And if it's for the people, I gotta make money because I can put it back in and make something bigger and better next time. It's not just for me and lining my pockets. I'm not gonna get rich off of this but I want to invest something into the future. So one of the lessons learned is make money, ask for money, get money, because you can put it into the future and bigger things later. Do not continue to lose money because wrestling, although it's fun, is not a game. You make some money so you can do stuff with that money. I will say for the next Wrestle Festival, because Jason did say, what about photographers? I think it's real simple to set up a yeah. little booth that Jason can take 8 by 10s and I got a World Heavyweight replica belt that I'd feel free to send you for the weekend to use for people to have uh, fake promo photos. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't sure about Jason in terms of, I did see the What About Photographers. If you meant inclusion in Wrestle Festival, A, coming out this Sunday, happy to have you, I love you, brother. Or B, what about it for future events and stuff? Yeah, well, I'll find a way to come on in. I wanted podcasters, uh, videographers. Um, I mean, Pat Lizinski is a huge part of this upcoming Wrestle Festival too. Uh, photographers, I'll find a way. Our podcasting, we're going to do a live podcast. It didn't work out in the end. We're going to have an interview actually with Matthew from Botchmania. I was going back and forth with him. That didn't work out. But little building blocks for next time and see what works, what doesn't, and what brings in fans. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm open to a lot of ideas. And for the next one, if it's bigger and better, I already got a venue in mind. Whether or not this draws in a ton of money. And that place is three times bigger than what we have right now. So I don't it's, give a uh, fuck what I'm doing that weekend. Uh, send me the date as soon as you know. I want to go to Wrestle Festival. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll right. send it to you. Early. Thank you so much for your time, and we'll have a conversation uh, real soon. Uh, let's pencil in for uh, the August date that we'll sit, we'll sit in the corner for an hour and just talk about shit. Oh, yeah, buddy. Always, right. always fun chatting with you, man. Always. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for Thank your you. time tonight. Have a good weekend. Or week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Still saying this up. Probably going to turn down the light because it seems bright as fuck. Ooh, that's so much better. Uh, hope everyone's doing fine. Happy 1st June. What's up, Brian? How's it going? How's it going, Tommy? Jordan? Send in those requests if you are a patron. Uh, it's the first Instagram live of June. I want to say it's June 6th, maybe the 7th. 
the fifth. There's a fly going around. Yeah, but hope everyone. Oh shit, Carl Jefferson, how's it going, buddy? How's it going, Jamie? Uh, we got our first call. Open lines for the patrons. Hope everyone's doing fine. Do, 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 do. All right, I, I, the question of the day is gonna be, what was your favorite cartoon growing up? And have you watched it back and hate it? <laughs> oh, Scooby-Doo would be mine. Okay, fuck yeah, Scooby-Doo. Tommy's a huge Scooby-Doo guy. Uh, there you go. Yeah, my, my kids like it. Like, they watch the new ones and that, so. Dude, Scooby-Doo has had every generation and it's not been fucking bad. I think my Scooby-Doo... Okay, there's layers of these pops. Fuck. Uh, but we mentioned Scooby-Doo. Fucking, of course, Tommy's gonna be uh, summoned by that. Oh, fuck yeah. What are your... Uh, everyone's... Because I'm sure even Jordan, like, Jordan, you're old enough, you have a favorite Scooby-Doo. My what? Sorry? You have a favorite <laughs> Scooby-Doo, like, one of the different iterations of it? Ooh. Oh, like the actual cartoon. Cartoon, or it could be the movie. I'll start with Brian, though. So, Brian, what's your favorite car uh, generation of it? I would go uh, Scooby-Doo and the Lost Ghosts. Was that the 13 Ghosts? Yeah, 13 Ghosts. Sorry, 13 Ghosts. It's been a while. Dude, I my favorite time was Teletoon putting on the fucking 13 Ghosts in October, and then the Adventures of Santa Claus... Uh, on uh during christmas time yeah those are highlights okay and did you know who uh fuck what was the the narrator of that something vincent price oh yeah 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 the, yeah uh, yeah vincent price yeah i think it was are yeah. you like a horror guy at all uh not really i watched the hilarious house horror so he was he did that stuff didn't he I believe so. I believe so. But like, are you a horror movie guy at all, or like a scary movie guy? I don't. I don't think so. Not really. No, I call myself a bitch. I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting. Tommy's gonna have like detailed breakdowns of what were the pros and cons, and how he could like fantasy book how this Scooby Doo series could match up with this one. Uh, Jordan, what was your favorite Scooby Doo? Uh, probably the live action ones with Freddy. Okay, okay. It it was decent. Did you know that they made... Because, by the way, so there's, like, Scooby-Doo Twitter accounts that are, like, uh, history of Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo fashion. Every time I see it, I either tag Tommy, and then I realize he already liked the post, <laughs> or I just sent it to him, and it's just like, oh, yeah, I read that. I just didn't interact with that post. Uh, we got promotions in the chat. We got C4 and Barry Wrestling have entered the chat. Uh, Barry has a show this Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you're suspended. Yeah, I laid my... Hey, fucking Sean, put up the promo. I, I, I dropped a solid Brian Pillman reference in it. Fucking drop the promo, Sean. God damn it. Uh, no, uh, oh my God, Carl Jensen dropping mega babies in the fucking chat. Fuck. Uh, we'll get to other cartoons, but we're, we're sticking on Scooby-Doo for right now. So for the first Scooby-Doo movie, they weren't going to CGI Scooby. They actually had a full-size model from the uh, Henson company. So there Ooh. is uh, there's a picture of like the full-size model. It's like, do not sit or ride this fucking toy. Or not toy, this puppet over here. So fun fact. Uh, Tommy, before I get your breakdown <laughs> of the Scooby-Doo's,
did you ever play the I, at least i knew it was on playstation the not cyber chase but like the cyber ghost game <sighs> probably the fact that you don't remember it shows how like just terrible it was <laughs> oh well i spent most times on the uh, playstation playing uh the rapa the rapa Playing SmackDown games, so I'm I'm in the same fucking boat as you. I before like everyone was open with their nerdum, I thought I was a video game player. I realized I played video games, but that didn't make me a video game player because I stuck to like burnout fucking wrestling games and maybe an occasional FIFA every few years. And then people were like, No, that's not real. Like when the Xbox versus PlayStation debates were going on, I'm just like uh, I don't even want to voice my opinion at all. And uh, yes, Jason, we are going to be talking about cartoons, but the moment I was waiting for, okay, Tommy, break down your opinions on all the Scooby-Doo's, your strong opinions for and against. Um, pretty much anything with Scrappy is just on the bottom tier because it's got Scrappy doing it. Um, Does that include the first movie? Because he doesn't come in until like the last 10 minutes. Oh, the first movie's not bad. He's the okay, bad guy, though. Okay. Like, he's the villain, so... They're just... I haven't seen it. Sorry. Oh, fuck you. If you're on my shit and you don't like spoilers, you can go fuck yourself. I think spoilers add to content. Um, Tim Curry was supposed to have Rowan Atkinson's role in the first uh, live-action Scooby-Doo movie, but he hates Scrappy-Doo so much when he found out they were going to make Scrappy-Doo the villain at the end. he reject. He's like, fuck you guys, I'm not doing the movie. <laughs> Scrappy gets so much hate. I know. It's only because he looks like Gimpy. Like, if he didn't look so much like Gimpy, I wouldn't hate him People so do not like small versions of the full-size models. Um. Uh, okay, so anything with Scrappy is shit. In um, I think What's New Scooby-Doo is probably the best one. In my what opinion. years was that? Oh. That was... I don't even. I can't even remember the years. Like they all just blur together now. Because like every time I see like the breakdown of it, it always goes like sixty three ish until like seventy, and then it transitions again. But then there is, and I think it is what's new Scooby Doo. Like there was an eighties version of it, but then there was like an early two thousands like Warner Brothers Saturday morning version of it. I know that was more the Warner Brothers Saturday morning version of it. Okay, I enjoy. Did you ever watch them as like kids? Yeah, the uh, yeah. A puppy the, that was, uh, yeah. What wasn't it called like uh like the mystery ink version? Like they were more so trying to go the like not the company but the investigation team aspect of it. It was yeah, a pup named Scooby. Yeah, they tried a few different versions of it. Okay, a pup named Scooby. Are you researching this while we're saying that? No, I did pull up like the list of all. The- <laughs> we can keep it. Was active. I right though? Did it start in sixty three? So uh, the uh, purely as kids, no, like the first one. Oh, the first one, sixty nine, I think. Uh, two, 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 sixty nine, yeah. Okay, okay. It's all because sixties uh, is when like the uh, Hanna Barbera in general just like starts pumping out shit. Yeah. Oh, so much good shit. Oh man, uh, fucking uh, what's it called? I think anytime they do like kids cartoon versions of things, it's funny. When they bring kids into adult situations, you can do one one-off special for a series finale of Arthur. You do it for the Rugrats, people are going to be like, eh, I didn't hate all grown-up because they were my ages. 
What the fuck is oh, that? Chrissy asks, so is no one going with the WWE crossover special? So that opens up the board of what about all of the DVD or the straight to video movies? Oh, they're great, except for all of the ones that don't end with the bad guy getting revealed as like an actual zombie. Fantastic. I can't remember what it is, but the one of them. Their big reveal is they're not actually just some asshole <laughs> people. They're just straight up actual zombies. And it's like that's, that's the first one. That's the very first straight to DVD movie they made. That was uh, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. <laughs> yeah, all the rest of them are great, but the whole there's idea like, of there's like two of them that actually ended like that. There was on Zombie Island and uh, Witch's Ghost. Also, was a real ghost. Yes. But the rest of them are all. But that one is that one does is really good though, just like across the board. Yeah, it is. It it kind of beats the, because it's got the fucking vampire chicks in it and whatever. No, the hex girls. Yeah, yeah, the hex so girls. Good. You guys are into some uh, brood girls, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, so I'm not into girls that would sacrifice me. I've explained my type of uh, my type of girl is the girl that would like. Hesitate before saying no to hard drugs like heroin and crack. Like she will most likely say no, but there's a hesitation that you're like, not now. Uh, Bobby B is under the chat. What's your Scooby Doo opinions? I like Scooby Doo. I used to watch Scooby Doo. Uh, don't watch it as much as an adult, but I, I have a positive opinion of Scooby Doo. <laughs> what's it? your uh, when you think of Scooby? What's like the time span ish you think of? Oh man, I'm like I'm talking like ages four to eight. Or okay, like is it is this like years. the like early or not early like the early '80s versions of it? Then yes, I am. Yeah, so that would be pre 1990. All of those. <laughs> well, did you ever watch? Because uh, Pizza Man did bring it up. The Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo. I did not. Oh, you missed out, man. Uh, you would have been the cool teenager by the time Teletoon's banging out all this good shit. Yeah. I, oh I my god! Out. What was your opinion on the hit list? Because a, you like music, and the hit list was not a countdown of good music. Wait, the hit list? Yeah. So YTV had a version of like the Much Music. Oh countdown. yes, with Tarzan yeah. Dan. Pardon? With Tarzan Dan? Mm, maybe, but I definitely, when I think of it, I think of it's like one of uh, the female uh, female VJs for uh, YTV. Okay, yeah, I remember that though. Like it was very it was very poppy. I remember when yeah, Hanson like, Mbop was number one. Boys in sync. See Tarzan Dan and the hit list. Jason, Jason has it. <laughs> yeah, he knows. So yeah, what are some that. other Because uh, this was gonna start with cartoons and then when we went down the Scooby Doo path, there's a long way into that path. So what were some of the <laughs> cartoons uh so when you were a child, were there even like Saturday morning blocks yet? Oh yeah, buddy, Saturday morning was prime fucking cartoon time eight o'clock in the morning i was up and, and watching cartoons uh i was into like kind of the obscure cartoons that were like real pure 80s like brave star okay. and uh uh what was the other one cops 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 but it was like cartoon. C-O-P-S. yes fighting crime in a future time the theme song was the tits everything about it was great well, that was all the fucking shit that's like, we're going to sell these toys for like three seasons of action. Like, I remember Biker Mice from Mars because I had these random toys. And then I found out like years ago, like within the last 12, that that was an actual show. 
Yeah. Biker Bites from Mars. Best cartoon, Battle of the Planets. Okay, that's way before my time. You're fucking old, Zane. <laughs> His cartoon police specialists. I had a bunch of the cops' toys, and they were like, as far as toys go, like they were amazing. Like, yeah. so good. Also, that's like back when like no one cared about what the poisons were in the plastics. We're just putting all this shit in there. Like when I when I went to sell a bunch of my toys off, like as an adult, like a lot of them, the plastic has like decomposed and it's like all slimy and discolored, yeah. and spotted. Yeah, yeah. My Ghostbusters, my Egon looks like he has fucking leprosy. Ooh. Like I don't understand Ooh. what's going on. Okay, so me and Carl Jepsen are gonna have a limited podcast series where we just watch under the fact that he dropped totally spies because totally. like totally spies <laughs> fucks hard. Yeah. Totally Spies is that show that, uh, and I didn't realize just how close in age me and Carl are. Like, I kind of knew, but I didn't. But then I see this list, I'm like, okay, fuck. Uh, that was a show that, like, when you're, like, a 12-year-old, you're like, I don't like this girl shit. But, like, it was a badass show that you're just like, um, no, I don't, I, I, yeah, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do, possible? yo, Carl, uh, at IWS, I'm going to bring my laptop and I'm going to bring a couple episodes of all these shows. Which, by the way, Undergrads is getting a movie soon. Clone High is getting a new season. Uh, I'm going to bring a couple of these shows, and we're going to do on the Patreon. There's going to be videos of me and me and Carl Jepsen watching these old cartoons. And by the way, I'm impressed by uh, how much English Carl is typing here because when I wrestled him, it's wrestling's a universal language. We can just describe like hit, 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 especially our style of wrestling. You throw in Kobe's craziness. Oh my God! There is a there is a mistranslation in that tag match, and we get to wrestle each other in an eight man tag. I look on the other side of that eight man. I'm like, I want to wrestle Zach Patterson. I want to wrestle Frankie. I want to wrestle Carl. I'm like, I I want to wrestle Prophet again. I'm just like, oh wait, there's other people on my team too. I'm like, how can I call this match that I'm the only one doing everything? And by doing everything, I mean just taking everything. Early hot tag, and then you just clear house. Nah, I'm not. I'm just like, no, like I went to all my friends. Cool shit. <laughs> Yo, Carl Jepsen's awesome though. I saw him at that crossbody show. He's one to yeah. watch, man. That kid's good. Dude, he's not Carl even a kid. Jepsen like he's good. Has the best shirt right now because he is very like flat face emotional, and it's just different emotions, but the same fucking face. Carl is the fucking best. I didn't have money at that show, or I was buying that shirt. I'm gonna have to wait till the next time I see him. It's so good. Well, uh, even uh, you're kind of planning to go to IWS in August, right? Yeah, big one? for sure. That's fucking creepy enough. Goddamn, like, we're in the second week of June now, basically. Mandy told me, he's like, I got a table for you and three friends. I was like, okay, sick. Uh, oh, and I got to rope up three friends to go along. That won't be hard. Oh, Tommy's coming. Tommy. <laughs> There's one. Where is this show? It's in Montreal. What date? Uh, I'll send you, it's like August 20... Or I Six? think it's August 6th. 6th, I think. It is a Saturday. I'll, yeah. I'll figure it out. I'm driving, so let's fucking hop in. <clears throat> It'll be a good old time. He said he's going to give me a plug because he loves the uh, vest I made him so much. And I'm like, sweet. And he's also, I think it's going to be a fans bring the weapons match. And it's just like, oh, going to be fucking, oh. Uh, Wait, are you in no, he match? knows he's going to be doing something violent. I just don't know who he's wrestling. I'm going to make some sort of weapon. There was a moment there. I'm like, did I just get unbooked on IWS? <laughs> that little <laughs> look to the side was, wait a minute. 
The worst thing is, is I know what other people are doing at a lot of places. I don't know what I'm doing until the match graphic is announced. Like yesterday? What did I do yet? No, yeah, well, yesterday was an offer. I was going to hang out at the show, and then AC said, because I screenshotted it for Jordan, and uh, you deserve it, Carl. Fucking give people their flowers while they're still here. 93! No, wait a minute. I just realized it's 93 at the end of his thing, which means Carl's fucking younger than me. Fuck. Son of he's born God. in 93? Apparently, because I'm okay, 92. So he's 10 years younger than me. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh fuck! You you got so much potential and time. Uh, who uh, who remembers the original <laughs> Ghostbusters before, like the real Ghostbusters? There was another Ghostbusters show, and it's old, but so it had the I, coolest sequence when they would get all geared up. It was awesome. I got I'm gonna have to find it and send a link to the group. What's up, Clay Wilson? Clay uh, wait a minute, Wilson. aren't you like coaching a class right now or training? <laughs> Not till eight, I think. Clay doesn't train. Oh, yeah, fair. He doesn't train. He just never mind. Filtration. Go yeah, Jason. Fuck, I love Jason. He's awesome. Uh, well, no. well, actually, this is a fun filmation. Side story. This is a side story from the weekend because yeah, because Jordan was at the table when he left. So uh, we went to Boston Pizza after HWE. We've now done that a couple times. When I was offered, hey, do you want to come? Bill Chase is like. Yeah, and we won't stay in the parking lot chatting for two or three uh, until two or three a.m. again. And I went. That's because someone had girl problems, and it was they had like female friend problems. Not even someone they were banging, just a friend that happened to be female was stressing them out. And I just went. As long as that doesn't happen, I think we're good. And there's some things that have happened recently with girl problems, and people aren't like at shows so i'm like okay we can space this out it won't happen and then when we're at take at the table i don't even know if anyone got their food yet or even anyone ordered and immediately someone just goes well i'm single now and i went and i fucking yelled it out loud i went i said no fucking girl problems tonight what the fuck oh uh, we kind of <laughs> for anyone that didn't know it just sounded like you're ruining brenda's night with your whole like i'm sad bullshit where, no, it's because the way that my, not my mind works. I'm a fucking magician. I'm an atheist. I do not believe in psychics. Go be a sad boy at home. No, no, no. But here's the thing. I don't believe in psychics. I think I might be a psychic because I will offhandedly say that's the type of dude that would cheat on his girlfriend. That's the type of person that would steal from work. Three weeks or three months later, it fucking happens. This was three hours later, and it was the exact thing that I fucking predicted. That I'm just like, God fucking damn it. Uh, you here's the best. I do that all the time. There. Pardon? You weren't at the table at first. Uh huh. He had already said something about it before. He set up that he was in some rocky roads. He was like asking somebody about, like, can you check if this person's still on Facebook or if they deleted their account? If you have to ask, just walk away, brother. Yeah. But okay. Hey, great. You're going to make up girl problems? You're going to work shoot it with no sh with no work? <laughs> I'm throwing stiff ones here, Greek. Working yourself into a shoot? Which, by the way, uh, oh no, because I think this is Greek's like, private account, which originally his private account was Big DQ Cheese. 
uh, which is his shoot name, first name, last name, initials. And I asked him, I was like, why is your, uh, why is your Instagram name Big Dick Cheese? And he changed it. Uh, but uh, on his personal account, he posted little adventures of him with his daughter, who was uh, the girl under the mask of the little wolf thing that I posted after PWO. And uh, she just kept like introducing it, like their YouTube videos, and just going, hi, it's me and daddy here. We're on the subway. Hi, it's me and daddy here. We're at the water. And it's just like, it's so like fucking, this, this girl is like three years old. And has more charisma than like ninety percent of Ontario indie wrestling. I thought you were gonna say has more charisma than her dad, and I was gonna be like, "Wow, Holden's just throwing bombs." No, he's in that ten percent. You can't have more charisma than uh, than uh, greed. Like, yes, greed. You don't need to cut a five minute promo for everything, but uh, you could cut that down a little bit. But it's because the five minutes is good. Uh, but I also texted Josh after uh, Jet did the uh, pay-per-view entrance, and I said he has more intensity than most of indie wrestling. And he goes, I didn't teach him shit. He just does it on his own from watching. And that kid, like, I, I'm not scared. Uh, I'm probably going to have to put that kid over in, like, 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. if Jet doesn't grow up and wrestle, it's a I think he might become like not a ninja, like an MMA fighter. Like he's now in karate and shit, and like progressing. Well, he yeah. did kick Josh in the dick that time. It was hilarious. <laughs> I think that's still that Josh's pinned uh, tweet. It's the great one of the greatest videos I've ever seen. It was yeah, just a 100%. square, dead-on, strong shot. Like he couldn't have gotten any better. Uh, Mike Forte just hopped in. So last night we wrestled. I did a similar spot on Friday and Saturday where I caught a Rana into a powerbomb. The one I did last night, though, he hopped into it, so I didn't want to, like, break his neck. So I kind of tossed him a little more loose. But I thought I kind of, like, held on, and then I headbutted his ass, and it fucking hurt. Uh, like, when the match goes up on YouTube, you'll see me grab my head, and I'm not selling. I'm literally hurt. And what happened, we saw the video because someone had it on their Instagram story. You see that I separated enough that there was enough momentum for my head to find his uh, butt cheek again. And I headbutted his ass so fucking hard, I thought I gave myself a concussion. He texted me this morning saying he's got a little golf-sized bruise on his butt. And it's just like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I did it. I basically did the Dudley Boys, like, what's up to him. The ass headbutt. That's that should be in your repertoire, man. That should be part of the movie. No, because it takes me out. Yeah. It takes me out, brother. No one wins with a headbutt. Like no. I don't know why more people don't do an ass punch, just like a punch to the asshole. To the asshole. That I, I feel like if you miss, if you miss and you're just sweaty enough, like you might slip in. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Then Ooh, you gotta Peter, are, you, at the door. are you at Barry? Is that why you got to cut a promo? Or do you mean for Friday? What are you doing Saturday, Greed? Oh, Jordan, tomorrow at training, I have to give you an Andre to give Wade when you see him. Uh, what dates do you have coming up, Jordan? Oh. <laughs> I'll be at NSW on Saturday. or That's Sunday. Friday. Barry ends on Saturday and probably New Frontier on Sunday. <laughs> uh, Tommy, what dates do you have coming up? I got Friday night in New Brunswick for a Katie Pro and uh, Saturday for I don't fucking know who it is. 
uh, I cut two promos for these shows. I did not pronounce the places that they are because I do not know how to pronounce the places. Uh, and Bobby, what dates do you have coming up? Uh, I think my band's playing on the 22nd. Uh, in Hamilton. In Hamilton at uh, the Doors Pub. And I'll probably hit up New Frontier on Sunday if I can. I've been told less than 14 matches. Yes, I've been told like eight or nine, I think, something to that effect. So, sorry, Jordan. I hope your information is better than mine. That is not what I heard. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Well, as long as nobody's getting their feet washed, it'll be a good show. (laughs) Okay, so I also thought that was a little weird, but like, at least it was a white girl doing it, but then like, I, 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 until you mentioned it, I was like, okay, I'm not the only one. Uh, but Green is at New Frontier on Sunday and at MWO somewhere in the Niagara region on Saturday. Uh, so, Bobby, actually, we'll end it with your review of the show yesterday. The show was great, man. Like, I had really no expectations. I didn't even know who was on the card except for you and Forte. Uh, everything was good, minus that the, the, the feet washing thing was a little weird. But the match my- was good. The match was good. I popped yeah, one. Like, I'll be promos honest. are give and take. Am I going to, like, fall asleep? But, like, the match was good. And also, it helps that, like, Travis lit him up. If you, yeah. honestly, if you watch the YouTube footage, you'll see me during Prophet's thing. I'm sitting there like this. And then, as soon as Trav popped out, I was like, oh! Like, I jumped out <laughs> of my seat. It got me going. And the match was good. So, fuck, yeah, it was a great, great show. Props to HWE. That was a good one. I like that you popped up and your eyes like my glasses, glasses went like this. Up, so, like it looked like your eyes popped out of your head. Uh, no, it's very like I, I love that whole locker room last night. Like even on Saturday, I was at a fair show and I uh, just like the fun fact. Which, by the way, you guys are in the over meal tier. There's gonna be five matches going up, and I have to do commentary over all of them. But like the fair show shit. Oh my god! So like, because I'm showing like Jordan how to do shit, and like, it's very much lead by example. I'm having this hard hitting match at Crossby. I'm having this hard hitting match at HWE, and there's stories behind it. I've wrestled for both promotions for years. At this random fucking fair show, am I gonna phone it in? Also, I'm the scary dude in the wolf mask. That's a baby face. But uh, I wrestled Sunday Gates, and then I saved Steve Brown and wrestled tagged with steve brown to face yates and Bo. we won that tag match i won the singles match um and then i was singing steve's music at the end because it's a banger of a fucking song and then they find out oh we have a third show and i was like oh well like do you guys and then steve's like we are uh we're apparently supposed to do one more show and i'm like oh so we're gonna wrestle no i don't think anyone does everyone's dead i looked at them i'm just at the merch table sitting on the, like a window still just going i'll fucking wrestle i don't give a shit and he's like okay and then like i even was gonna have like an exhibition training session if anything and then which would have been funny because of whose ring it was if i was doing an exhibition in that ring uh but uh which i didn't realize so right the second it wasn't premeditated but if it was i would have definitely pushed for the exhibition on saturday uh but then we did a six-man tag, and the music was fucking... Uh, <laughs> I read the comment while I'm swearing. Uh, Kings says, stop swearing, man. This ain't, you ain't Dan Housen. You can't tell me what not to do. Uh, I do want to not swear as much. Forte's mom did hit me from behind. I'm like, what the... F-? And she's like, ah, oh, and then she hit me again for that. 
Why you say uh, a fucking you to me, Fangula to me? <laughs> uh, what's it called? I hope the my loogie definitely like the snot rocket definitely got caught on my camera. I hope the spit off of the middle finger got caught for uh, the YouTube stuff. But uh, on Saturday we go to a six man tag and the music that plays is Cascadas every time we touch. And I come out just like, I'm just neutral. I'm not even neutral. I'm like negative, if anything. And then afterwards, we win the match. And I'm like singing along to it and like super fist bumping. I just grabbed Cadet by the straps. And like, I think I fucking shook him. Like I was trying to give him sudden infant death syndrome. Like, I don't know. Uh, and I just like got really into it. So it's like, there's definitely footage of me singing along to Every time we touch, my inner Italian was like, "Yeah, let's fucking rage! It's it's fucking Jack FM in night in two thousand and seven. Let's go!" But uh, guys, thanks for joining me. I'll see you guys. I'll see you tomorrow, Jordan. I'll see you soon, Bobby, and I'll see you this weekend, uh, Tommy. There is gonna be a new Brunswick in the style of that Edmonton podcast we did coming up this weekend. How? How fucked up do you think? Do you think Gimpy's going to be able to finish a sentence without laughing? No, definitely not. Because, like, that's a Gimpy scale, right? Like, if he can't finish a sentence without us, <laughs> like, he's I, fucked up, right? I yeah. guarantee people in that town will be telling stories about this guy for fucking, like, generations. The nope. guy that tore up the town. <laughs> He tore up the town just because he was trying to look over the table and he kept pulling the tablecloth. Uh, Gilmy's going to need to do a follow-up episode to now that uh, the legend of Gimpy has spread to the Maritimes. It's like Bigfoot spreading from the Pacific Northwest. Oh, we need to do like a docu- like a mockumentary about the Gimpy cryptid. Yeah. What sucks is, oh, 100%. Like, I feel like he's the type of dude we should give an intervention to. Just he has no actual problems. We, like, we're trying to figure out what his real problem is. We're just intervening on behalf of the human race. Yeah. We're never really saying why. On behalf of society. Yeah. Let's see if we can get him to cry like that one intervention episode where the dude's like, <laughs> Dude, intervention? Have a good to you all soon. Peace out. Be safe. Adios. Bye. Hello. Welcome to uh, Instagram Live for this week. Going to be talking about the New Brunswick trip. So, uh, anyone that was at the New Brunswick trip, uh, sign in, ask any questions. Hope you're all doing well. How you doing, Randy? How you doing, Julia? What's up, Counted Out 7? Jordan, Brian. Uh, so I'm just going to be talking about the New Brunswick trip. And, uh, yeah, the uh, championship's over there. So, uh, I'm doing very well. Thank you for going. Uh, Thank you, Brian. Yes, new champ. Uh, Matt, miss me. Uh, I am. I just woke up, so I'm like fifty-fifty, to be honest. So I'm just waiting for. Thank you, Randy, for the welcome back. Just waiting for uh, anyone that was at the trip to hop on board. Saying 
this to a couple people. How was your weekends? Comment down below. Did you go to any wrestling events? Did you go to any conventions? I want to hear about it. Do, do, do. Uh, here. Do, do, do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, how was your weekends? Uh, comment. Uh, so I'm going to try to go through the weekend of what it was. So on Thursday, I got the rental car. Uh, I know the other car from Ontario with uh, Kyle Brooks. Uh, PD, hop aboard. I'm going to talk about how the weekend was. Uh, so we got the rental car. PD meets me at my house, six-ish. take a shower. Uh... Will Shepard asked, will I ever wrestle in Guelph? I don't know. I'm not running a show, so I, I have no idea. Uh, do, do, do. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I got the rental car. We go on our way. We pick up Jimmy. And then around Candy Commons, so we're like Scarborough. Uh, hello, sir. Hello, hello. I'm just going in a review of the uh, the weekend that was. Well, fucking let's do so, rag. We're in standstill traffic. It's like seven, seven thirty, and there's like fucking cruise control, auto detection guidance, all this shit. We move like everything you could ask for. Fucking, it's twenty twenty two. There's twelve thousand kilometers on this car. It's brand new, and we move like seven feet, and we keep moving and moving and moving, and then. The brakes just won't work. I'm sh slamming down the brakes. I have to throw it in park, grab the emergency brake, and I I tap the lower bar. And now, because it's full Christine, it went at full Christine. Yes, it went fucking Christine. That was the movie we referenced, and we've never noticed these fucking like bars on the bottom of uh, trucks before. It's a little white and red candy stripe kind of shit. Luckily, it had it because if it didn't, it would have pushed the roof back or the hood back of the car. Luckily, honestly, if it didn't have it, we'd have been under the fucking truck. Yeah, fuck. Uh, so we would have got we would have got this fucking trailer right to the windshield. Yes, I I'm not sure if it would have gone that far because at least like fucking pulling the emergency brake and throwing it in park finally fucking worked, but it definitely at least a quarter of the hood pushed back. Yeah. And so we pull off uh, where Candy Commons, where actually we actually meet up for carpools sometimes. Everything was all right. We kind of took apart or we turned off all the auto detection. Jimmy grabs some sort of like burrito bowl or some shit. Yeah. Uh, or as I said, we put it to We put the settings on NHL 97. NHL <laughs> and then we're on our happily little way. Uh, we're going through Ontario and Quebec during the night because there's moose. And you, we realize this coming back, though, of the animal signs got less thick as you come back to, a, like, a major yeah. city. Um, we make the drive. Uh, we almost run out of gas somewhere in Quebec. And literally, yeah, we had we were five. The gas thing said we had five kilometers to spare on the meter. And the gas station was, like, four and a half away. <laughs> Like it just barely made it. Uh, what's it called? And yeah, it did feel like someone cut the brake lines. I actually told that to uh, I told that to the rental place today, just because like I'm like I don't. Oh, care how, did, how did they do? 
How did they deal with that? So uh, I had to uh, give them like a uh, uh, a certain damage deposit. I think it was like there's already a 300 security deposit, so five uh, an extra 200 for a 500 thing that is normally their deductible. But yeah, they even said like they won't even uh, after all the work and repairs are done, they don't message you until two months later about like how much it actually fully costs, and like they don't even tell. Uh, what's it called? Like estimates or anything? They just wait. So what did they have to say about the faultiness of the vehicle? Just fuck your hat. Well, they they got really worried about it too. I was like, I literally walked in, and I was like, and it was the same dude I actually got the car from on Thursday, and he's like, oh hey, yeah. returning the car. I'm like, yeah, hey. He said, oh, returning already. It was like five days. Like yeah. Uh, and then I was like, hey, is, do you have, like, a supervisor or a manager I can talk to just so that I don't need you to, like, get in trouble for saying this? Because I, I don't give a fuck about the damage. Luckily, the damage wasn't that bad. But, like, I don't want a family renting that car and then it overtakes it and just, like, fucking die. Uh, but then, so going to that gas station, though, and you were driving, we ended up on, like, some San Francisco streets. Right. That was that was my so we each got nervous different times uh, on the car ride of these fucked up streets, and yeah, dude, but mine was like a kitty ride that you were nervous for. I was were I was nervous for the up and down. See, it's a kitty. You don't ride, like the like, side to oh, side. I didn't like the pardon? elevation. Pardon? Oh my god! Someone asked in the chat if I'm your long lost cousin. So we did talk about this. We are the same base character. So I have a theory. It doesn't matter the race. There's six body types for uh, each uh, each race. And it's like two types of fat, two types of skinny, two types of uh, normal. And out of me, you, we throw in Matt Cash in there also. And we're just that whole body shape too. And then there's evolution of Rex and Greed get involved. There is like a growth chart of that, like the Cash man walking. But Cash is, the, Cash is the iPhone mini to our iPhone. He's just a couple inches short. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. I was going to, I was almost going to say, oh my gosh. Uh, the MVP of this fucking uh, weekend just chimed in in the chat. How's it going, Chantal? Oh, shit. Hey. <laughs> Hope you're doing well tonight. Uh, wonder if you have any uh, animals that, uh, any more animals that you're rescuing. Um, but what happened? Uh, so we get there, we exchange it, and then by the time we're going to New Brunswick, we see moose signs. It's already like the morning. It's it's like yeah. dawn. Uh, so we're enjoying our little car ride. We're getting there. Um, at my age, you become a walking triangle. I don't even understand. Oh, hmm. kind of getting older and broken there, uh, Justin. But it happens. Uh, so then we get greed there. Is, greed is the blastoise to our war turtle. <laughs> yeah. Wait, does that mean Matt's our squirtle? It does now. That's the evolution <laughs> basis. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so we get to Pierre's around, like, I want to say we got there, like, 11-ish. Uh, took some naps. I graciously gave you uh, the bed. I, I was like, no, dude, dude, that was fucking a plus on the fucking appreciation and respect scale. I was like, damn. Hey, you're the uh, you're the veteran, a.k.a. the one with the most broken body. 
Yeah, well, I don't usually like to own that because it makes me feel old. That happened at HWE when they asked who the vets were, and they were like, Kwong Chang and PD Skills. I was like, one, Kwon Chang, okay. But don't put me in that group. I don't want to. Like, I'm here to wrestle and have a good time. I don't want any fucking responsibilities. I, don't ask me nothing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so, so then uh, we get there. We take some naps. We, uh, we're getting our stuff together. And then we have show number one. Uh, Acadia, Acadie Mania. Yep. Uh, me and you were in a gauntlet, and uh, just like any indie show, it goes a little long, except they need to f- try to fix the ring a couple times. Yep. Um, the show was good. Uh, Empire had an awesome tag match. Uh, Crystal Moon. Yeah, it was dope. I loved it. I, I don't often get a chance to sneak around and watch a whole match before mine, and I'm really glad I did. The the whole like the Academia show when it does go up wherever it'll be posted if it's YouTube or wherever it was a solid show of just good wrestling from top to bottom and mm-hmm. and then what happens though is the ring's a little shoddy and uh, the gauntlet match that we're in to where you what number were you I was six okay so you were six and I was right after you so I was seven and then I had like three or four people. Uh oh apparently uh apparently Freak Does knows who Homeless Bob is. Well yeah, Homeless Bob's from the area originally. Like Hamilton? Yeah, like he knows who Warhead is and all that. Like he was on like Warhead's like you remember the VIP shows that like by invitation only? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he got in shit from Warhead once because he thought he was helping by advertising the show when it was the VIP invite only shows. <laughs> oh, okay. That homie's been around like 18, 20 years apparently. Yeah, he didn't get, I mean, at least he didn't get the Tyler Kadeen treatment, which was, what's your email? Here's your pay. Stay home. <laughs> <laughs> Freak does that. We used to be roommates. So you knew roommate Bob and homeless Bob. Different evolution. Yeah, he wasn't that. homeless Bob. He was roommate Bob. I don't <laughs> think that spells as well. Uh, so there's a big delay in the gauntlet. And Pierre tells everyone, hey, if you want to go less, it's okay. And literally what happened... Which though, is code for go... I want you to go less, but I don't want to cut your shit because you all been planning. Yeah, and what happens is I'll let you guys all in on a little secret. I don't plan all that much. So if we, like, cut stuff down, it's probably... I've trimmed the fat already. And me and you are in the back half falling asleep just because, like, the day's long, we're driving, and we're looking at the Well, yeah, it was the, the first show. We literally got there that morning, slept three hours, and fucking went to the show. See, you slept three hours. I don't even remember if I took an actual nap. Oh, I had. I was. I barely said hi to Jen. I was like, I'm out. I did. Oh, uh, before we went to the venue, because you and Jimmy uh, were napping, I was like, okay, where's like a Walmart or I want to go grab a coffee? I needed to go to TD to get some fives for change. And then I like water, I like bridges. And I was drinking my coffee, and then I looked. The venue's four minutes away from Pierre's house. Yeah. And literally, uh, yep, we'll get to that in a second, Chantal. And what happened was I'm drinking my coffee, and I'm looking at this, like, wharf, I think is the word Jimmy used. And literally, I lost track of time. And you messaged me, hey, are you on your way? Are we going to be late? Call time was 5 o'clock. We got there at 5.15. So side note, I tell my girlfriend about this story, right? And she goes, and I I told her exactly how the conversation goes. And she's like, you were really nice because 
I know how you are about time. I was like, we're in foreign territory. We came so long. We're at the promoter's house. I knew it was fine. But that was the first ever time I have missed roll call. <laughs> and luckily, though, we did because other people were after us. People came later than us. Mm-hmm. You even you walked to go get a coffee. That was like a five minute each way walk. Yeah. To where we found out we're both coffee guys. Yep. Uh, anytime a coffee is offered, it's offered. Uh, so I feel like when you, get, when you get older, you'll go down to a regular like mine. See, to be honest, I'm normally a black guy, but I just needed a lot of like energy this weekend. I've never known you to be a black guy, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was a few uh, accidental comments on the weekend of uh, when there was a smokestack that was just like polluting and Brother Earth was crying about it somewhere off in the distance. Um, but those don't need to be said. I know which comment. Yeah, that doesn't have to be said on recordings, but not Twitter jokes. And so what happens is we're literally looking at the time, and it's like one to two minutes, and they've clearly been out there for five. Chantel does run up to us multiple times because she's going to wrestle. She wrestled, I think, uh, is it Blaze? Billy Blaze? Bailey Blaze. Bailey. Okay, I'm like, I don't think it's Billy. Uh Bailey Blaze, and then she wrestles you, and then she wrestles me, but she keeps coming over to call the stuff in which she does comment in the chat. And I kept coming over both of you and go, one more thing. And she was yeah. so nervous. <laughs> I, like I said to you, and I didn't say it to Abby, she said she's in here, she'll probably laugh. I so badly, the last time, just wanted to do straight face, nah, I'll see you out there. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> you did say it a little more aggressively that you wanted to say to her. Oh, yeah. No more. Got it. Uh, So then you guys wrestle, and then there's a moment that we did plan something accidentally in the the car ride that because you got eliminated and we were going to have a moment of us walking out together. Uh, Do you want to you want to say what the line was? And it did get a fucking pop. Yeah, it got the pop. I'm glad. And it was supposed to be like one of those, like, because I don't want to yell it. So it's like, if you heard it, you heard it. Like, that's for those fans to take home. Yeah, you come out and I I, uh, say, uh, you know, I loosen the cap for you. And you just looked at me and whipped your chain. So I just looked at the crowd and was like, oh, must be a drug dog. <laughs> and it got a little joke. It got a pop. Luckily, it not, yeah. not everything people play in that has a punchline gets a pop. But that got a reaction. No, because a lot of times people will plan it and it's an inside joke, but it was inside enough. Like, it was an inside joke, but it was also like, Character. okay, they know, I'm, they know I'm a pothead. Yeah. You're a wolf. It makes sense. It's. I feel like it was It was okay. Like, it wouldn't go over anybody's head. So, we get in the ring. It's me and Chantal now. I lock up with her. I push her to the corner. I pie face her. I turn around. And I turn back around, and she's got blood on her face. and i in my mind i go oh my god what the fuck did i hurt her oh my gosh it's fucked up because even right before we logged up she shook her hand and i could tell like something was bothering her with her finger and i even said are you okay she said yeah we do that and she's bleeding and all i could think about was i pie faced her so hard i broke her nose which will come back later (laughs) on uh and on the car ride back even you made the comment uh what was your comment my first comment was, Josh is going to be so bad. <laughs> and by Josh, you mean Josh Alexander. Uh, yes. Holden Albright has uh, a reputation. It's, it's, 
It's work, shoot, it's real, side effect, don't know. I don't hurt everybody, but I hurt some people. Uh, and my thought in that moment was, oh, fuck, if I hurt her and someone sees this photo, I am getting a text. And he was one of the people that I was like, fuck. Uh, but luckily, Chantel's a fucking worker, brother. Uh, <laughs> broke her nail, and the bitch is bleeding, so she wipes, like, war paint on her fucking face. Yeah. Um, man. And then, because also, hey, your lips got busted. Yeah. I took, I took, I don't, I don't know if it was a knee or a foot. A foot doesn't make sense on that angle, but like it was, it was brutal. Uh, I, I go through the gauntlet, everyone. We're told the ring's broken, so don't try to break it. I had my coffee's actually, I, I still have to wait for it to cool down before I can drink it. <laughs> uh, we, there's two things I had planned. One was doing a basically bumping someone off the top rope of just throwing them. It's called a flare bump. And I took away that from one of my matches. But then the last match is me and uh, Daniel Wall. And I asked him because he wrestled in the opening match. He's clearly like a top, like under baby face. And I was like, the ring might break. But homie, are you still good with a superplex? I'm like, worst case scenario, the ring breaks. He's like, yeah, I'm okay with it. To which we do the superplex. You're watching and you get a comment from somebody. Yeah, they're like, oh, the ring broke. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to. It was a called spot. They said, we're going to do a suplex that breaks the ring. (laughs) (laughs) How often do you get to call that spot and the ring's not rigged? And Legitimately, we got a great bounce off of that because the woods were not connected all the way, so we did bounce off of it. Oh, yeah. When you get a a ring that doesn't have all the support underneath, there's times, like, because on my entrance, I usually do, like, a stiff jump off the second rope. Yep. And just pencil like pencil dive my feet into the ground. There's sometimes where I literally like <laughs> bounce. Uh, <clears throat> so we go with the rest of the match, and funnily enough, and I realized this, I never took any photos. Uh, I didn't take any photos with the belt and me like in my entrance gear. But there was yeah. one photo taken of me at the merch table. So I have the belt, a fanny pack around my neck. My straps are Eddie Kingston down to the tits. And I have yeah. Gimpy's hat on backwards. It's great though. <laughs> it, it looks like it honestly, it it looks like fucking dirt road tour travel all bright. It it's it's good brother Holden. That's good brother Holden. It is, it is. That's actually perfect. And then we get back to Pierre's, there's a bunch of people there. There's no fucking food. <sighs> Actually, no, I, I had some snacks. There is food. If, if, if there was cookable food. Oh, no, I'm talking about the food that cooked me because Gimpy handed me a bag of mushrooms. Yes, yes. To which I, uh, at one point, Pierre did turn to clay. Uh, my jokes were not the most not mean-spirited jokes for half of it. I did change the group chat to a... Uh, so Chantel has a few shirts coming out. Uh, she has a whole line-inspired name for it. Uh, look for that. We'll we won't spoil it completely. I'll wait till I have her on the podcast. Uh, but uh, yeah, just make sure she's nowhere near your nose or your heart because she'll break them both. Completely. <laughs> uh, I did find food though. And your face. And your lip. Anything in your face reason? Basically, from the tits up, Feet you're not up. safe. It's up. You're not safe. Uh, there was. A, I did find food at Pierre's, and I ate a little bit of it before the show. But then, when I ate it after the show, oh man, what happened? 
Pierre sits down and he's like, are you eating nachos? I'm like, yeah, it's in the fridge. He's like, those nachos are from, and they tried to do the math. It's about seven or eight weeks. And they're like, <laughs> those nachos are two months old. I was like, okay. And they're like, you're going to have explosive diarrhea and shit like that. And I went, I had it before the show also. I had it like 12 hours ago. Yeah, at this point, you're in zero fucks mode. Like, you, don't, you did not care. But I will say, while I ate it, I felt, there wasn't mold on it or anything, but I felt the texture become more and more and more horrible. Dude, I told you, it was like fucking Homer Simpson with the big ass sub that he was determined to eat. Like, I thought I was going to have to, like, merge Simpson, like, drive it out of town and hide it on you. <laughs> I did stop myself eating it, but... The highness of Brendan, where evil, funny to good, wholesome person that that bar had to be leveled up because anytime someone came in and looked for food, I would immediately say, "Hey, want some nachos?" After I already know it's two months old, it's kind of me. Yeah. Oh, we got someone asking if there's any gimpy stories. Um, I don't know uh, if you've ever heard the title, "The Never Ending Story." <laughs> gimpy was gimpy. <laughs> And the story continues. Oh, man. There's... Oh, I'm sure Tommy. Tommy's probably got some good ones. I mean, there were some good gimpy moments. Here we go. Uh, What's going on, guys? So, explain. Because on the second night, the second night was a little uneventful. Uh, we were in a rumble. And, uh, Petey, before we get to the ballad of uh, gimpy, or the legends of gimpy, <laughs> what did you tell me when we were getting ready for the rumble? Um... About the fact, oh, I don't know that I, because I was only rumble ready. I, I, there was a few things I said. It was a, it was a very oh wordful God, weekend. So I made fun of this kid. You're losing your shit. My, oh, me and Valet, she, she ve talks very softly, and I asked why. It was trauma related. <laughs> and yeah, and you called it out like a jerk. <laughs> I called it out like a person that probably has autism, or yeah, autism. Thank you very much. That's fair. But then I did make fun of this kid that looked like the fat kid from Bad Santa. I told him he oh, failed yeah. the school system. And then... Oh, dude, that was so brutal. Like, I was like, I can't even... I had to go around the corner and absolutely just fucking lose it. It didn't help like, that you were laughing and I had the fucking... The audience motivation there. Because at one point... No, I know. I knew I wasn't helping the situation. Uh, at one point, his mom comes over to grab him up and... It's like, oh, don't worry. He's just making friends or enemies. We're not sure yet. Yeah. See, laughing and like laughing about it encourages you and probably hurts the kid's feelings more. So by going around the corner, I minimized the damage. <laughs> you didn't hurt his feelings, but you gave me the confidence. Exactly. Oh, I only... also, uh, I call them surprise cemeteries. There was a weird amount of cemeteries with like crucifixion monuments. Yeah. And, like, big-ass crucifixion monuments. Yeah. But I just wanted fucking dirty just pizza. And I think it's because Barry Wrestling was happening, and they normally have, like, Domino's there. I just wanted, like, dirty, just good fucking pizza. And PD looks over at me while the rumble's going on, and I, I'm only in there for, like, my segment. Uh, but it's going to be a good one. I'm trying to, like, call this pizza place. They're not picking up. I'm trying to order in the app. It's not accepting my phone number because it's not a New Brunswick number. And then you tell me a story that you recently watched of Dave Batista. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the comparison. So there's a, there's a video out there. The year Dave Batista won went on his comeback where they show a backstage WWE video where 
his the rumble has started. He's numbers away in his fucking shoe bus, and he's trying to tie up his shoe. Like obviously, this is very fucking important business. Like he's he's got a gear malfunction and a rumble. He's about to win, and it's this high stress video. And like he's like, I'm worried I'm not going to get to warm up, and it's this big thing, and they make a big deal out of it. And then you got a whole motherfucking Albright who orders a motherfucking pizza in the middle of a rumble. And like while we're waiting for our numbers to come up, is checking the status of this fucking pizza. That's legendary. I didn't order it yet because it w- the order wouldn't go through. But I planned as soon as I finished my spot in the rumble, I'm getting in the car, going to the pizza place, placing my order, coming back, selling some merch, and I literally walked in right as the rumble winner won, sold some merch, went to get my pizza, came back to grab my stuff, and I got my pizza. It was a great night. We left in the morning, and I wanted the only thing I really wanted was to see the sunrise because I was in the West Coast a few weeks ago, saw the sunset. I wanted to see the sunrise. We got that, had an uneventful car ride home. Uh, actually, and before we go into the Gimpy stories, you realized we were going to get home at a, a specific time. And I, by the way, Petey, I have your sweater. You oh, do you? You left it in the car. Oh, okay. Uh, Perfect. So what happens is we get to my house about 6.30-ish. Where did you head off to? I, uh, I went to uh, New Frontier to drop Kyle on his head. So the only people that knew were the people behind the scenes. You. Actually, I'll t- so I can tell you how this would happen. Yes. So, yeah, I, it was only going to be me and Vander and, um, and Orlando. Orlando let it slip to Kyle. Uh. And Vander let me know before I got there, but nobody else knew. So I was like, all right, we still have announcer pop, which is the biggest thing. Um, I get there. I let him know I am there. Yeah. Um, So I fucking pop the trunk of my car. I hide behind my car. I throw my top half gear on, throw a hoodie on, mask up with a bandana. And I go sit in front of the building where I can hear music, but don't draw attention to myself. Brawler and uh like he walks by me people walk by me that don't notice me the only person that checked on me was one of the bar staff who thought i was probably a drunk outside (laughs) so once i had that heat on me i went and hit around the back of the building but um like obviously you know how it was supposed to go the finish yeah there was supposed to be an out an opening for me to go in but i guess when they went out there they didn't see me which is kind of the fucking point (laughs) So they had they did a they did a clean fucking finish. Oh fuck. So I just waited. I was like, all right, when Kyle gets up, I'm just gonna go get him because in the first match it wasn't until at, he didn't interfere in my loss. Just after I lost, he came and rubbed it in my face. So I was like, fuck it, this works too. I'll just go drop him. At inter at intermission, I get a couple comments. One was try like uh, Dirty Beard. Dirty Beard he goes, dude, I fucking popped. I was like. How is this possible? He's in New Brunswick. Perfect. So here's the other story I get. Greed comes up to me and Greed goes, you're a lucky man, Skills. I'm like, what? It's like, you were too fast. I'm like, what? So Greed's job for the night, his gimmick, and I noticed this because when I'm eyeballing it up, I noticed that Greed's sitting on the stage, and you know the set of the rock pile. Greed is sitting on the stage in gear. Yeah, I kind of saw videos of Greed and I didn't fully know what was going on. So his job for the night was if anybody tries to interfere in any matches, he whoops their ass. <laughs> 
And I told you this was already one of my concerns about the boys not knowing is until I demask, if it's not on the card, somebody might NWO my shit. Yes. And Greed's like, you jumped in, and I was like, who the fuck's this guy in a hood? And then it was you, and then you dropped him, and you talked shit, and you were gone so fast. Like, even Orlando, who didn't know I was there because they didn't see me in the crowd anywhere, he's celebrating around the crowd while I slip in, drop him, and by the time he makes a round around the ring, he's looking at me like, bro, what what was that all about? So we uh, we just found out Greed is not good security. I was fast. I was fast. I, I don't think the security... I told him I'm like, I'm like greasy death guy. I'm like, you never get a kidney. I'm picturing he's the cop from Superbad going, he's the fast, he's the fast kid in the world. <laughs> like, his gimmick job was shoot needed, possibly, and he was too fast. So, lesson yeah. out there. Apparently, if you get in the ring quick enough, hit the wrestler, talk some shit, and get out fast enough, you'll get away with it. Yeah, but how many fans would jump in the ring and try and hit a finisher? <laughs> you need an established finisher, though. You got to wrestle all the house shows, which was what we considered uh, the Saturday show, because it was just fun. We got a little chicken chant in there. You may have wrestled, like, more than I did in that Rumble. Um, well, let's subtract me hugging the bottom rope. No, 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 that's working, brother. That was awesome, though. <laughs> If I don't move, they won't see me. Yeah, if I don't move, they won't see me. And that was just on the fly because I was like in the corner. I'm like, and it was like at that one of the moments where there's an odd number of people. And I'm like, nobody's coming for me. So here I am. I mean, I could have got up and went for someone else. But I mean, I like it. I had good conversations with the crowd. It seemed to, it seemed to put some smiles on some faces. So smiles on faces. There's no one that provides more smiles on faces than Gimpy. I was even talking to uh, a friend of mine. Uh, I dropped off the uh, the Acolytes of Albright sweater to her, and I was talking about some of the patrons. I was like, do you know who Gimpy is? And it's like, I've never met the person, but I know him. You guys have talked about him. I've seen him every now and then. So I'm- were you the only one that drove, Tommy? Yes, I, I drove both ways the entire way. You drove both ways, but you had to like backtrack because you don't. You live on the other side of London yeah. to pick them up. So I, when did you guys leave my house? So when did you guys leave and just wrap up everything and your high emphasis on the high lights of Gimpy? <laughs> oh my god! I'm this traumatized. Ever traveling with him again after this Saturday? Just bad. He would he would have got arrested and had to be on a uh, sex offenders list. Whoa, whoa! And he got out. So he tried he tried to molest me and I tried to kick him in the balls, but I couldn't reach because he's weirdly proportioned. But I did push him over and he fell into a recycling bin and across the floor. Yeah, he was down, so I pulled him with one bad arm by one foot. You gave him the full bouncer treatment. Yeah. So the kids helped me too after the show. Yes. And he's standing there trying to, like, wander into oncoming traffic as people are, like, leaving the venue. And he can't stand. He cannot stand up straight to save his life. Is this Friday or Saturday? Saturday. Yes. Uh, he, was tame. he was good. On Friday, he was good? He was just a little tipsy and uh, mushrooms? Yeah. But I could deal with that. He just was off in his own little world, and he was quiet, and he was happy. 
but Saturday but, though, he couldn't stand. So we well, get back to the. He got overserved. He one hundred percent fucking worked the bartenders they into gave giving him, him drinks drink. after they closed. Well, yeah, because he was. They said, "Oh, like they they complimented on his tipping." He's like, "He he keep keep him coming. You'll see how good a tipper I am." The best part is he definitely giggled like that. That yeah. is again one hundred percent, one hundred percent. He did. So we get back to the hotel, yeah, which is like a five minute drive. We pull into our spot, which is right in front of our door, to the room. Uh-huh. So me and Dion get out, get into the room. I'm like, I'm going to start packing my stuff up, pack the van up because we're leaving at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. He's, he's still in the van. We're like, whatever. He's probably texting someone. What? Whatever. He gets out. He walks the wrong way down the parking lot to like the grocery store. <laughs> I yell after him. He doesn't answer. So I chase after him. Finally catch him in the parking lot. I was like, what are you doing, man? He goes, I couldn't find the hotel. <laughs> I'm like, the hotel we parked in front of? Oh, man. So I had to, like, guide him up this hill. He does straight up like, laugh when he's not sober and leans with it and then starts walking backwards because he's fucking top heavy. Yeah, so I had to push him up the hill of the driveway get back to, like, where the room is. He decides to have a smoke with Dion. Uh, and then he's like, I gotta pee. I'm like, the room's right there. Go, go, door's open. He goes, nope. He just turns around and pees on the corner of the building. Then takes off again. <laughs> and runs. He's running down the driveway. And at this point, I'm just too upset with him. I can't even film it. Then enjoy it. Gets to the bottom of the driveway. Can we just say turbo waddles? I I refuse to believe runs. Yeah, I, I was trying to say he runs like those wind-up toys that have, like, the web feet. That's how he kind of runs. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. He gets down to the bottom of the hill, turns around, is laughing. He goes to take a step, falls over. Of course. So me and Dion go down there. We're like, get up. He's... He can't get when up. When Gimby to... goes down, Gimby doesn't come back up. He stays down and laughs. Yeah, he's even though he's proportioned like a weeble, <laughs> he falls down. <laughs> so we pick him up and have to lure him back to the hotel room. Dion's literally carrying a joint in front of him, waving it in front of his face. So Gimpy's trying to follow the joint. I'm pushing him. He's a fucking donkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get him into the room finally. And he goes, I need another drink. If I need ice cream. He should have said want, because need was far from the truth. And me and PD actually had a discussion of want versus need on the car ride, too. So, yeah. I'm like, I'll go get, you, I'll go get the ice for you. Like, you stay here. Oh, no. like, I'll come with you. I'm like, no, no, it'll take too long to take you with me. I'll go. I go out the door. I go halfway down the hallway. I hear the door open. Oh, no. He tries to escape. Push him back in the room. It's like a fucking toddler. I literally take five steps from the door. I turn around and look. Door opens. And Gimpy tries to slowly shut the door to be, like, quiet about it. And I put him back in the room. And Dion finally comes out of the bathroom and grabs him. And is like, no, you're staying here. So I go get ice. And he's giggling the whole fucking time. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Probably thinks it's the funniest shit on the planet. And to be honest, externally, probably super funny. 
internally, you're gonna murder this motherfucker. <laughs> I get, I get the ice, and there's people like doing laundry by the ice machine. So like, if he had to come with me, it would not have ended well. Get back to the room. He makes a drink. He's having it. He's happy. Then he says, "I want to go for a walk." No. And he tries to go out the door. So we shut the door and we put the like latch over. He goes to open the door again and see the latch is done. So he goes to undo the latch. So I shut the door, latch it. He turns around and I lock the door from the like by the handle too. Yeah. So he can't get out. Yeah. He goes, I just want to go for a walk and meet some new friends. I'm like, no, no, no one wants to meet you right now. He goes, yeah, well, I'll knock on the door and then ask them if they want to see my pee pee. Oh, no. And here's where it goes. Okay. At least out of all the things when you said the sex offender line, I was really concerned. At least. At least being a flasher is like low on the fucking list. But when you're trying to keep a job as uh, like a PSW type person, you can't do that. Well, that's true. He also, uh, I did try to get him. I think I, I told him to do it. I didn't do it, but to drop his pants and show his lack of ass. Cause I'm convinced he is like a robot or an alien that just is wearing a gimpy suit and there's just a sharpie oh, line for him, You were trying to get him to show me his ass yeah. and I fucking ran away. Yeah, dude. People need to see this man's butt because what's funny is in Edmonton, me and Tommy, he moons us. But A, he mooned us far enough that like it was the bottom of his butt. But like that's only because that's where his hands could reach. So, so it, like, it just looks like a, it looks like a broken cutting board. Yeah. Just snapped. <laughs> it's just a, here's the thing. There was no spread to it. It was just a Sharpie line to where me and Tommy just stared at it in confusion. <laughs> That's why I was like, I wanted other people to see this monstrosity that he calls a butt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, we so he, into bed. He's still there. Did he like, have any of the Twistos uh, fucking uh, pop or the. Uh, he the did, check? but he didn't find them funny this time. He didn't find any straight ones. Uh so he's like sitting by the bed. He slides down to the floor and he keeps, and he spills his drink. They're like, guys, right, but time to go to bed. Like, you've had enough. You're clearly past the point of no return. So he's like, I'll go to bed, but you guys had to put the blanket over me. I'm like, blanket, pillow over your face. <laughs> Don't tap me. Don't tap me. Finally, get him into bed. He's there for two seconds and goes, I need a drink. I'm like, go get a drink then. Go get up and get one. What does it need? He goes to get out of bed and he literally sits up like halfway up and goes, Nope, can't do it. <laughs> Could not get up after that. He turned. Remember when you mentioned in your old group, PD, that you had your version of Bizarre? Yeah. The line I remembered from the My Band D12 song was 50 told me to do a sit up. I did one. I couldn't get back up. Give me yeah. our Bizarre. He is. And I also listen, listening to that story, I'm like, man, I feel bad because I, the, the words trying to get Gimpy into bed, you shouldn't have to try hard. People wonder how or what they did wrong to get Gimpy in bed with them. And here you are stuck trying your hardest. Yeah. <laughs> Having to lift him was the hardest part for sure. Dude, he's weirdly proportioned. He's like the thickest frog in the world. Well, is that? And I don't have um, strength on the one side of my... In his, in his profession, he is what they would call an assisted lift. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, you were not, Gimpy. You were far from good. I like that Gimpy comments, but he doesn't send a request to be on video. 
that's because no one wants to see his ugly face. Uh, so because at what point did you send me the voice message of him dropping the phone on his face? <laughs> and you did hit him in the dick, right? Like before this, like you told me at twice, the twice this weekend. Once with my keys, leaving the first venue. Oh yeah, that's what it was. And then the second night, he left his phone in the car for the second time that day. Oh no! So I went and got it for him, and I waited. I like, I got your phone. He goes, okay. Like you, you face me, so I can throw it to you. So he rolls over to like face me, and his legs opened up, just right on the nuts. You you played ski balls. Yeah. <laughs> and one ski ball. And one. Oh Lord. Uh, I'm, set, I'm, I'm setting up equipment right now, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have some of the same conversation twice because I'm like getting ready to record my podcast tonight. <laughs> Uh, plug your podcast. I will. It's it should be enjoyable. I got I got th- I got three minutes though. Oh no! I mean, plug your podcast right now. Oh yeah, plug my podcast. Uh, yeah, the PD Skills Show. I mean, it's on YouTube. It's on Spotify. It's uh, everywhere. I'm gonna recount some of these stories. Um, I'm gonna probably omit the same ones we omit today. And uh, yeah. <laughs> oh Lord! So uh, and the drive back. How? What was the total drive time for you? For myself? Oh, no, uh, for Tommy, because he's the sole driver. Eight, oh, yeah. 18 and a half hours. Oof. Start at, we'll say, like, 7, it'd be uh, 7 a.m. here, mm-hmm. and I got back at one thirty in the morning. Ugh. When you saw the sign for Port Hope, when you're still driving on, like, the 401 or whatever, was there a little part of you going, like, fuck these people, they can get a train in the morning? Yeah, yeah, it was. But then I realized I'm like I have to spend another night with them, and I don't want to do that. So <laughs> I don't want the I don't want Gimby to know where I live. <laughs> oh no, Gimby wants to come on your podcast, PD. Uh, I don't I don't do guests right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. that uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's true. I mean, I'd probably use it as an excuse if he's gonna try to defend his drunken actions because there's just no defending it. <laughs> It wasn't just drunken. It wasn't. He doesn't just remember drunken. though. He has no recollection. We had to tell him everything he did. He's a goldfish. <laughs> oh man, that's but, amazing though. But PD, I love spending the weekend with you. Shout out Pierre and Trevor for having us out there. Tommy, thanks for yes. being on. Thanks for coming out, dude. Uh, until the next time, have a good night, everyone. Talk to you all soon. Have a good podcast, PD. Have a good Monday night, Tommy. All right, if you take care. Peace. Bye. Update. Gimpy has now wandered off that I had to go get him because he didn't know where the hotel was that we parked in front of. Right in front of our room. Yeah, that's how our night's going. There's no chance he makes the 8 8 o'clock wake-up call. Update. Gimpy's completely fucked. He has tried to run away multiple times. Never bring him anywhere again. It's this is bad. This is. He's tried to leave the room three times to get ice. There's no chance he's making it to get ice. Someone's being mean to me for no apparent reason. 
update. Someone's being mean to me for no apparent reason. I just want to go for a walk. I'm okay. I promise. Like, I always fall down and hurt myself twice, and then I'll be okay. I'm sober as a judge. I'm like on fire, I think, or some sort of fucked up, and I drank a little, little bit too much. They were like giving me these rag cokes that were like half and half for four fifty a piece, and I've been paying five dollars because I'm a good tipper. And, and yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm okay. Uh, the girl, ladies at the fucking thing says, and they were old ladies, and they were like, "You're our only regular customer." I'm like, "Well, okay. Well, like, give me less three more because they're closing." And they did. And they were awesome. And I just got something thrown at me. And can you guys tell Holden? I mean, not yeah, Holden to tell it to give um, Dion and um, guys are listening to this this long. You're like my heroes. Send a message and say yes, I listened to you this long that you said that, and I will give you a thumbs up. It's been this long. I say I think it was stopper. <laughs> you guys are that's not it stopped recording on me. That's not nice. Um, I forget what I was gonna say. <laughs> but <laughs> even my phone had enough me, that's what the just said. You're a fucking asshole. Like I'm I'm a good boy. <laughs> These guys are mean to me. It's not nice. I'm like intoxicated, I think. And Dion just, I mean, Tommy just put a fucking video of me. Hopefully, he's not trying to touch me away. No, no, stones. Wow. I sit myself in the face. <laughs> that kind of hurt. Shh, guys, I'm about to sneak out because they're all sleeping. I'll see you guys soon. Hello, welcome to this week's Instagram Live podcast. Open lines for the first 15 minutes and then a 15-minute conversation with my good buddy, Jason. We haven't talked much in a while, so I'm very excited to hang out with my buddy in front of all of you. Hope you're all having a great day. How was your weekend? If you're a patron, if you're a patron, patron. I hate when people call their patrons patrons. Patreon's a website. Uh, send an invite to join in. Open lines for the first 15 minutes. How's it going? Elliot, Julia, Tommy, Jamie, Maddie, Brandon. What's up, everybody? Hope you're all having a great Monday evening took a nap that wasn't supposed to happen because my dog was cuddling with me. What's up, Dragon Dad 14 uh, Had two fun tag matches at CrossFit. Yeah, I did two tag matches back-to-back. I'm a fan of tag wrestling. Uh, wrestled Madman Fulton. Uh, Ooh. We got another friend coming in for the first little bit. Waiting, waiting, loading. There he is. What's up, homie? Hey, how's it going, buddy? Nothing much. Yourself? 
Oh, you know, just hanging out. I got my mom visiting down from Kingston, so we're doing that whole family get or uh, gathering, which is nice. Uh, tell Ryan's mom I said hi, like we're fucking in second grade. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what have you got going on? Apparently, I got tagged in this or something. No, no, no. So okay, so I've seen motherfuckers do this before. So this is totally like a social. Well, can I smoke on this, or is this is this like you know? Dude, I think too, I'm uh... acid on this. <laughs> Okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, I've definitely gotten way too drunk and someone has tried to sell pounds of weed in the chat. That was my Jeff Hardy Victory Road moment. That's the one Instagram live I pulled down. Uh, but uh, what's it called? So I noticed a lot of people doing this, so I totally stole it from them. But when they would put their Instagram live up, because if you get a notification, it's the same reason, like, don't tag anyone on Facebook because it goes to, like, their message inbox now to where they don't interact right. with it and it's just weird. So you tag yeah. the actual at in the bio now or the description. So if you title your Instagram live as someone mentioned you, motherfuckers are gonna think they got mentioned and they're gonna be like, oh, what's going on here? Ah, marketing. Uh, I mean, it worked, clearly it worked. I, I've done it off and on again, I think like since I came back in February. So the fact that it worked, I'm like, yes. Because it definitely works for me. So how? Are, no, because actually, I want to have a little conversation with you. Then, what the? Are you okay. doing like fucking political shit? No, I'm not. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. I thought you were gonna nothing be political. Be like nothing political. Or no, no, no. Or whatever the fuck local politics are. No, no. So I was doing a chamber of commerce meeting. So I was just meeting with local small businesses and promoting my business and. Oh, like like yeah, a nothing committee political. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just meeting with local small businesses. That's all that was. Okay, I thought I thought you were gonna go into politics. No, sir, not me, not this guy. Hey, I I, <laughs> I got the uh, I got a, too much of a moral high ground for that. Well, I think that's why I make you like a perfect uh, political person. Uh, it also works for Josh in the chat of uh, the mentioned him. Uh, but what's it called? Like you're one of the dudes that I see that that popped up. I'm like. Oh, that's cool. Ryan's getting into politics. Not what the fuck is Ryan doing in politics? <laughs> you have the no, nothing like that, man. You have the height. <laughs> I, I have the height. I think those are pretty not wrong. Apparently. Also, mom, say hi to the live stream. Hi, hello, mom. Hi. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, man, nothing with politics. Just strictly business, man. Strictly business over here. You know me. And you've been not doing much on the wrestling front, but you've been taking the fucking like bull by the horns of just like the uh, the career shit. Like, how's that going? It's been it's been interesting, man. It's been a completely new journey for the last probably six seven months now. A uh, lot new stress, a lot new responsibility, which is again why I had to step away from the wrestling scene for a bit. But uh, yeah, man, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun getting to network with new people, getting my name out there, which is a lot of fun, and uh, just new avenues, right? You know, life's about experiencing new avenues. Are you still on like the younger side of uh, everyone else uh, around you? Uh, oh yeah. And the nice thing is, like when you and I used to hang out, you'd be like, "Oh, you're the old man now, bro." I've reserved. I'm right back to being that young 20-year-old guy who's living in the bachelor pad and uh, everyone around me is just young as shit. Are you in, uh, are you in Stratford? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I'm still living in Stratford. Okay, uh, we need to... Uh, well, have you... I gave you homework. Have you found any haunted places for us to go check out? Uh, there's a bowling alley. Is it a Stratford? Oh, my God. Oh, basically. <laughs> it's all but abandoned. <laughs> we tried to go today and they said, listen, we're open from 1 to 4, but we're only open from 1 to one thirty for a school group. Unless you're a big group, we're not staying open. Sorry. Well, so. <laughs> I Okay, fuck. Why is bowling always come up in my life this year? 
It's, it's okay. Well, we can do like I think there's axe throwing. There might be an escape room, but like it's a bullshit escape room. It's Stratford's escape room. Well, I want to go. You're better off escaping Stratford. You'd be better off escaping Stratford. Let's be real. Better off to go to London, dude. Your McDonald's, like a dude drove into it. Like that was an exciting That's true. thing. Uh, so at this stage, I think there's been seven buildings that have been driven into in Stratford. It's a common theme. Is it on like it's not? Or people don't know less. No, a lot of seniors. Yeah, it's a lot of seniors. You're right. <laughs> it's a lot of seniors. You saying seniors can't drive well? Because I'd concur. I'm not saying it. My mom's saying it. All right. So if anyone's gonna give any smoke here, give it to my mom. <laughs> She's the one passing the lighter to the friend that needs the smoke. Uh, no, but I'm so glad like you're in a great place mentally of just like fucking challenging yourself because like it's one of those things of set me aside from wrestling. I got taught real early on wrestling's always going to be there, but like what people don't fully know and like they piece apartheid of me on your podcast, you on mine of just like we were inspired by the same fucking things. We were inspired by Bite Radio, Jason Agnew, Live Audio Wrestling, and like we've been doing podcasting and YouTube videos for fuck. It's like half our lives now. Yeah, like I realized I've listened to Kingdom James for more than half my life. Well, it's crazy, man. Like, I just shared that post recently where, like, my first podcast was back in 2008, I think, yeah. 2009. Like, I've been doing it that long. It's been, it's fucking wild, man. Like you said, it consumes your life at a certain point. So that's kind of why I stepped away from it for a bit because it, it was consuming. <laughs> See, I think that's, like, the little trick to it, to where, like, when we started, we were doing it to have fun and very much, oh, they do it, we could do it too. And then, like, unless you became this is your career, this is what you go to school for, this is like all of your personal time and everything goes to this at that moment, it won't fully take off. And then it's that hard struggle of like, because with me, luckily I had that for wrestling and just 29 hours of ideas for a day, not enough time to sleep, that nothing consumed yeah. me. But like you were in the, the grind of that without, especially that's why I always bring up like, show appreciation to the motherfuckers not wearing wrestling gear and bumping in the ring. Because it's just as hard for them mentally without the... This is where I don't know how to like get, say a good like formal metaphor. But like there's a lot of people that when they show off their talent and they're on stage, it could be a musician or a magician, they're getting their dick sucked with the applause. It's like, yay, we like you, blah, blah, blah. But like the audio tech guy and the person that like set up the amps on the stage, all of those people get underappreciated. And it's like, right. no, we... You don't have a stage without someone building. Suck everybody's dick, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Either either suck no one's dick or suck everybody's dick. Yes. Like, there's a lot of work that goes into this. And I'm a big fan. For the last two weeks, bo uh, boxing. Bowling keeps coming up in conversations this year for me. But I'm a big, mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer that I respect cocksuckers more than military service people. Like, I live in a first <laughs> world country. So military has, like, benefited me. But just not directly. Cocksuckers have, though. So suck everyone's dick. You'll be appreciated for it. Or go and find someone else a dick to suck. That'll appreciate you. And then I can look go. at Gumby's comment that said exactly. I just got that too. Preach. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyways, brother, I do yeah. got to take off here. I want to spend some more quality time here with the mom. It was good to catch up with you again real quickly. We got to do this again well, sometime. Yeah, we need to actually like uh, schedule like an actual. Oh, okay, Canada Day's coming up. Know that like random fucking civic holiday in Monday or uh, in August? 
<laughs> that random civic holiday on Monday? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know there's there's I know there's a civic holiday on a Monday at some fucking point. I uh, I think <laughs> it's the first Monday in August, and if it lines up, it'll be August eighth. And I believe there is a crossbody show on that Sunday. So I'll stay right. in town and let's fucking like let's grab breakfast and just fuck fuck around on that Monday. I'm down. All right, I'll send you a message to remind you to make sure like uh Oh, fuck, I'm seeing Hilda's comment. Have a good one, Ryan. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks. Take it easy. All right. I don't know how to get out of here, so you might have to kick me out. Okay, I, I can do that. Uh, it's one of Greed's favorite things. <laughs> okay, have a good one, Ryan. Peace, buddy. There we go. That's the first time I've ever kicked someone out by giving them, like, a warning. Uh, I am going to have my friend Jason pop on here in about five minutes, so I'm not going to take any more open lines, but uh, just let's interact with the chat a little bit. How's everyone's Monday doing? Uh what's something you ate today doesn't have to be exciting could it be something whatever uh what's up justin zane hilda i saw your comments so i knew you were here greed uh jason is in the chat at least uh i think scotty was one of ryan's fan uh friends so i hope you're still here uh what's up eric maddie jamie hilda so uh, I'm going to hype up my friend Jason a little bit and like feel free to comment down below on everything. What's up, Xavier? Uh, I knew that mentioned you will get someone eventually. But uh, so my buddy Jason, we met at training like 2015-ish. He's done some ring announcing. He's done... Um, uh, he's done... Uh, what's it called? Uh, he, he was doing some managing work. He almost like completely wrestled. I do have the next wrestling footage that i will release eventually maybe he can watch it back uh greed says he had a beef patty fucking delicious gumby said he's doing fantastic he ate a grilled cheese from grilled cheese social eatery if you've never watched the movie chef with john favreau that motherfucker made the most delicious like fucking pornographic almost grilled cheese sandwich and I, I didn't know put butter on it. Just get all the fats and such in it. Uh, I wonder what kind of grilled cheese did you have? And also, when I make a beef patty at home, Greed, I put a slice of cheese in there. I know that there's a pizza place here, which makes no goddamn sense. That puts um, cheese, lettuce, like they open up. Can anyone explain to me what a cocoa patty is? And it comes with a ketchup package. I saw this at work in the vending machine. And it has a beef patty in it. Uh... Roy's grilled cheese is the shit in that movie. Uh, what's it called? So, can someone explain to me what a cocoa patty is? There's some sort of breading on it, uh, and it has a beef patty in the middle of it, and there's a and a ketchup packet that comes with it. It's in the vending machine at my work. I'm not too sure about it. So, going back to hyping my friend Jason, though. Okay, cocoa bun with a beef patty inside. Okay, what is a cocoa bun? Oh my God, you got five different fucking cheeses in there. Sunny Z is watching the video. Sunny Z is like not, people want to say, oh, the main character. Sunny Z is a whole fucking docu-series. This motherfucker is the coolest motherfucker I've ever met. He looks like he's straight out of fucking uh, Roadhouse. He drives a soft top uh, white Mustang. Like this dude is what everyone should aspire to be when they're five years old. Uh, what's up, Gilmy? What were the five cheeses in it, Gilmy? Okay, you say bread, but like, what makes it a cocoa bread? Like, is there like, this is where you understand I don't understand food. Yes. 
Sunny Z, you're fucking coolest. I hope you had a great time on uh, Sunday. I saw some clips of it. it. Looks fun. Yes, he's been killing it. Go watch some of the Crossbody Showcase shows. He's been featured in there. Uh, he wrestled uh, Pretty Ricky on Saturday. Got screwed over for the championship. But uh, I'm going to send that invite to Jason. So Jason has... Me and him did do a podcast before where we did uh, video game and movie reviews. Uh, I'm not a baker, big cat said greed. Um, so we used to do video game reviews and such. And now he's moved on to, he was supposed to, I, it still fucks with me with you with short hair. Uh, What's up? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly fine. Let me finish hyping you up. So he did a podcast, I think it was, uh, on bosom buddies right the, like the tom hanks comedy no it was blossom. Called... yeah it was fucking blossom i've never watched blossom in my life i was gonna hop on for an episode we never got to that at some point you become an important influencer satire included on TikTok, and now you got a twitch channel so let's talk about the twitch channel first and work your way backwards What's your Twitch channel called? What's your social called? Let's get your fucking plugs out of the way at the beginning. All the plugs. All the plugs in the world right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's it's great to be back on Instagram. We did this show on Instagram uh, first. It's called, hey, did you see this one? Um, and the, the idea for the show is basically predicated on, we go back and, and think about old movies that people, you know when you're at a party and you get into a conversation with somebody about yeah. film and television, and then you just kind of go back and forth saying, like, hey, have you seen this? Have you seen this? These are the kind of movies we, we want to cover. So we started on Instagram. We did 49 episodes on Instagram. As you know, uh, Brendan, it's it's hard. It's you've The hustle you've put in to be able to get up to, like, 11 viewers simultaneously on Instagram is unparalleled uh we couldn't break like three or four however we moved it over to twitch twitch.tv slash hey did you see this one and um it's 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 taking off like it's it's we actually have people in the chat we have people hanging out with us and then what you can do is you just make up a whole bunch of other shows and because people like video game content yeah. but people also there, there's a void where there's no podcast content on twitch for smaller channels mm -hmm. you basically have to be Hassan piker will Neff, one of the you know one of the big names on twitch to be able to just sit and you know look at youtube videos or whatever and talk to your chat um well but yeah I think we're trying it to it's like the average twitch viewer uh or the average twitch person their audience is three viewers so if you have more than three you're doing better than like it's like whenever people like on their bio says top five percent on only fans and shit like that where it's like <laughs> eh, kind of but like having that hustle and that the interaction is what makes it fucking great and i want to put you over a little bit in jamie's comment here she said this guy has a voice for broadcast that's why we did a podcast like seven fucking years ago now and it was a good podcast too it was the the, the going live idea oh yeah because we did you... that on youtube live we did it over, yeah, we did it over Google Hangout and then broadcasted yeah. it to to YouTube, I yeah. believe. And it was a good, it was ahead of its time. People are people only started doing that on Instagram over the last couple of years. During pandemic, a lot of that stuff started happening. Um, and people still just put out podcasts and put them on like Anchor FM or Podbean. Yeah. Like, like, I think the live podcast format where you interact with the chat, uh, that's that's like next level i think and i think that people want to be able to talk to the people that they're watching 
And I think that's why Twitch has taken off over the last five years so much, because even when you're playing video games, you just have people in there. Sometimes they backseat game and tell you how to play, which is fine if you're into that. Uh, sometimes they just come and make jokes with you. So that's what we've been trying to do. And, uh, and I, I do miss GT Live. That was a fun experience while we had it going. Um, obviously, it couldn't keep going for some reasons. Uh, well, it was but also just like scheduling in general. It was, it was scheduling. Every podcast I've had has basically fallen apart because of scheduling. But Blossom Buddies, see, that's the Bosom Buddies. You yeah, were, that's you were why thinking, I, was, I was taking a shit like a half an hour ago. I was like, what was it called? Um, we did the whole series. But the person that I uh, was doing it with, he had a kid. Uh, pandemic hit us all pretty hard. And we were going to do a similar thing that, not, that I'm doing now with Hey Did You See This One, where we have multiple shows. I basically, our Twitch channel is like a TV channel in that we have a different thing every day. Yeah. I wanted to put a bunch of stuff under the, uh, under the buddies moniker. So like TV buddies, movie buddies, et cetera, et cetera. But it just never, never panned out. So um, I hooked up with a buddy from back home in Halifax. He wanted to do a movie podcast. I was like, I know I've done a, at that point, I had done like four podcasts. I had a wrestling podcast before we did GT Live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, before that, though, before doing the movie podcast, uh, I just want to, in this chat, Zane said, uh, the interacting with chat mindset steps ahead. Greed says he's into, because when you said the backseat gaming, it felt like I know that you're a very good fucking video game player. I, I didn't realize until like social media of how video games is some people's identities that like, yeah. Me playing Burnout Paradise for three years means I play a video game. I'm not a video gamer. Like, there is, like, this weird section. But Green says, I'm into the chat helping me out. I suck at games. <laughs> uh, uh, but so before doing the movie podcast, you were doing these fun fucking movie reviews on, like, Instagram where it was just, like, a minute video of you just doing a quick review, right? Um. Well... I did a few of the actual video ones, and those are mostly on uh, on TikTok, which I've tried to I tried to branch out on my own on TikTok for a while. But TikTok's a whole other fucking ridiculous thing. But I did these movie reviews for, in 2020 because my my goal for 2020 was to actually start watching movies legitimately. I I'm the kind of person that only really watches the MCU. I watch the big comedies. Ah. That's it. I hadn't seen all of the marquee movies. So naturally what I thought I would do is become a movie reviewer. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. But then the, then the pandemic hit and I had infinite time working from home to just watch movies. And I, I watched like 200 movies in 2020. And Before I just went videos, for... It was just posts, right? It was like a was photo post, and then yeah. a review of it. That's I, I lived for those movie reviews. I didn't watch any of these fucking movie reviews. But see, like your score, like, you wrote fucking like legit like description reviews that first year <laughs> took it out of me man i had to so in 2021 i had to truncate that and then in, in by the end of 2021 into 2022 i was starting to do the show four times a week so i had to stop like i wasn't watching as many movies but i was watching at least four a month so yeah, that yeah. just sort of became like a link go watch our video review and and i found people were were liking that a bit more but i do have people when i post the old like i'm i'm about a year behind when i post them to facebook uh -huh. and i see people being like man i love these things like you should do more you should post more and i'm like you don't even realize that you're actually a year behind a year or two behind <laughs> on the other four reviews so there there are more coming down the pipe but i can't just like you can't content dump people with things either right Doesn't like it weird you out that like people's social media like 
they are singular focused. Like I'm going like four years ago of like Tumblr people are Tumblr people. Twitter is Twitter, Facebook's Facebook, Instagram's Instagram to where they like, unless you're like constantly reminding people, they yeah. don't like, they're just staying over on this feed over here. And then when it is like my cheat code is after 10 PM midnight at Holden pro on Twitter is uh, not, not, not family friendly for everybody. Holden, Holden, Holden pro blue. Yes, yes. It's shit that I will not post on uh, my Facebook. Like one of my poses, I one of my poses is going to be, I think I'm going to put it tonight because I was thinking about it yesterday of I was watching a porn video and one of the tags said 60 FPS. And I'm like, holy shit, like they actually like tag 60 frames per second for a porn video. Like that's a category. Like people are that obsessed that they need 60 frames per second for their porn. Oh, I thought that stood for 60 fucks per second. See, I thought it was facials, but it wasn't like enough for a second. Like you wouldn't get like, you need at least three seconds for that because it needs to come out, splash and register. But that could be like yeah, the wrestler but- inside of me of like, Grab what hurts, grab what's hurting it. <laughs> it's a little it's a little early for this conversation also. It's seven thirty it's seven thirty oh that's also people are, eating, people are eating dinner right now. <laughs> hey, they're enjoying their extra dinner. They're looking at the fucking uh the Alfredo sauce thinking about something else now. Uh Incredible. but like that's where my ins- anything where I'm talking, that's where there's no filter at all. I realize there's forty five minutes to an hour on my podcast that I stop giving a fuck. And I am talking about my first sexual experience, what I jerked off to, like all of that. So like, this is the barrier of entry of having to listen to this. I feel like I'm on Instagram Howard Stern Live right now. What's, okay, so what's so funny is Kobe wants to be, Kobe Durst wants to be Howard Stern. And I didn't realize like, I like we the Dark Order North, his name is Justin Zane. That's his gimmick name. He wears a mask, mm-hmm. greets one of my buddies, but uh, like, there's a dude named Gimpy. There's a uh, there's Gumby. There's Gilmy. There's Hilda. I have a fucking whack pack, bro. You need a stuttering guy, and you need a Baba Booey. I don't know which one would be Gimpy, but he might be both. I say he's built like the, all the wrong parts of an action figure put together. He's like Beetlejuice. Yes, I. There is video. <laughs> he he has come out to watch me wrestle in Edmonton and New Brunswick, and he was so drunk in New Brunswick. He, I had my back turned, and he went to, like, hug me and grab my tits. But then I went to, like, low blow him. But he's so misportioned, I couldn't hit his dick. So then I just pushed him, and he fell into a garbage can. So then I just dragged him with one arm across the fucking floor. Oh, my God. Can I get that in 60 FPS? I think it was only in 45, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sorry, uh, so you're having so much fun on Twitch right now? What is, like, the yeah. go-to schedule right now? So Monday nights are, um, after this, uh, we do it. This is a thing that I came up with, and I think it's genius. We'll see. Not a lot of people have watched it so far, but it it is a thing that I think is very interactable. Um, We watch trailers. I just, I curate, like, 40 minutes of trailers. The first couple of weeks, we just did, like, the upcoming trailers. But last week, I did, uh, so the three of us on the podcast, our birth years, June movies. 
about four, about 40 of them cool. tonight we're doing uh this month on the on the show is called june henson we're doing uh some jim henson movies cool. wednesday night wednesday night we're doing dark crystal so come on by and check that out Hi. um but tonight i just i just curated a whole bunch of um of jim henson and jim henson production movies but i added i just like added in like that winnie the pooh horror movie that's coming out <laughs> and puppet master and just some other like weird like we're gonna put tank girl in there just just so there's stuff to talk about more or less because you know sick muppet movies in a row not the best content maybe it is but we'll see um tuesday nights is actually a wrestling show that i started last week called hey did you see this match uh i'm gonna run down some of the the big news last week all there was to talk about was jeff hardy this week all there's no, to talk about is this, man. this week for tomorrow oh you're talking about but yeah, there's some other stuff I can talk about, luckily. Uh, but then I just go into three matches. Just uh, a local indie, uh, a middle of the road. I feel like it's okay to maybe put a, put like AEW Dark matches because it's already on, on uh, YouTube. And then um, I did uh, two Joshi matches, two starter matches last week, and that's when people started coming in. So I think I might have to keep Joshi as part, as part of the show. I don't think you also could have ended uh, not needing the in after the Joshi. That's when people just yeah. started coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, when the wrestling show is my passion project, so, you know, of course, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Uh, Wednesday night is the main show. Thursday, we do we do just, like, a, a free play, like, we play games, but I, under the header, hey, did you play this one? And my line of thinking is I'll play something new every week, play it for an hour, and then sort of be like, will I, will I continue to play this? Because... I don't know if you've heard of Xbox Game Pass or the new yeah. PlayStation Premium or owning a computer over the last decade or owning just video game consoles for the last 20 years. You just have so many games in your backlog. Game there's sales. no way you there's no way you could ever play them all. So, I'm a gamer as you as you as you said, I have a thousand video games and I haven't played 700 of them. Yep. You know what I mean? So, I'm just going to do a new game every week. And then over the weekend is like our longer plays. We get Friday night. We usually get drunk and play Sea of Thieves kind of thing and, and, and mess around that way. And then I take Sunday off. I take Sunday off. No more Twitch on Sunday. Very tired. And also, like, Very you tight. are one of the people that, like, airs reruns on your channel. Because that's what I've noticed yeah. anytime I accidentally open the Twitch app. It's like, or I get the notification, it's running reruns. And, like, that's one that, like, if you have the benefit of that, like, YouTube, you just post it. Maybe there's a premiere, maybe there's a live thing that people, but like you need to actively click it to watch it. Where your Twitch, you can also host other people's like Twitch. Like Twitch yep. is fucking crazy to me. And people like people say that you shouldn't do the follow for follow way of getting followers, but the and that's just basically you know. Well, that's like hipster shit. Follow you, right? follow like it's like oh, this is blah 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 blah. I didn't do this. Well, they, the the line of thinking is that if you follow for follow, you're following somebody that's also going to be streaming all the time. So you're not going to, they're not going to come watch you and you're probably not going to go watch them. It's just to put that number up. Mm -hmm. But what I do is I actually go and leave, I just sit in their chat and hang out with them. And I just pick somebody every day while I work and just hang out with them. And that builds the community. And once you build that community, you'll see people start yeah. to filter in and talk and chat and, you know, we pay it forward kind of thing. And that's the way I've been trying to try to trying to do it, essentially. And it's working. It's working well enough to where I'm happy. Have you seen the trailer for the movie Tiptoes? 
Have I seen what, sorry? So there's a movie, or at least a trailer, for a movie called Tiptoes. No. So no. this was a hacker Scotty O'Shea, like, constantly promoting thing. Okay. Like, there's some things in life that I say are, like, mad libs of, like, name an actor, name a thing, name a disability. And this is a real trailer, not, like, a fan-made combination of things. Oh, is this the one with, uh, with Gary Oldman as a little person? I think so. Uh, I have seen that. I forgot what it was called. But uh, I've seen. I've also seen a lot of uh, movie reviewers talk about that because it's so ridiculous. And you're right. It is. It is a Mad Libs of actors and disabilities. Uh, it's very all over the place. We might not cover that. It's a little bit out of our purview. Hey, it's the back pocket. You're gonna have to do this weekly for a while. For a long time. Yeah, because I can run out of Blossom episodes, but I'm never going to run out of movies or video games, right? Yeah. Sure. Instead also... of, hey, did you see this? It's, hey, never watch this. Hey, don't watch this. Actually, I do need, a, I do need an actual Saturday show. And the leading, the leading idea right now is my friend has an idea to do movies that are under 90 minutes. And I hate movies over 90 minutes. So, hey, maybe we, you know, <laughs> acclaim it up, you know? <laughs> uh, Zayn had a good idea there that I don't know if it's Twitch friendly because Twitch and substances are a little more uh, not, but it's get drunk in Sea of Thieves while playing it, getting drunk in real life, see who pukes first. Well, we have moved beyond my years of see who gets dr who gets drunk and, and pukey first, but if you want to see us, you know, get a little bit, bit of a swerve on, check out our channel on the weekends. You it's around like the oldest man there. The, our I'm so old. I get, I'm in my late 30s now. I don't know what happened. I wanted to be a wrestler. I wanted to be a movie star. And now I can. I got 250 followers on, on Twitch. It's cool. Though. You know how it goes. I got a real IT job and make that, make that bank first and foremost. Are I you guess. and the missus still together? We are. Oh, thank we are. you. We've I been... Everything's fine. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, there's a few friends that I have to be weary about if I ask that question. I've because I'm a big like if I say, "Oh, send my regards to your family. Hope you and the missus are staying safe." And then sometimes I get a reply, "I'm single now," and it's like, "Ooh." Like I don't know what to post when someone's like, "It's my daughter's birthday. It's my Happy. wedding anniversary." I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'll, I'll celebrate your birthday. I'll celebrate your death. I'll celebrate your accomplishments. I don't know about this fucking two-year-old. Oh, happy birthday, Hillary. What the fuck is that? Like, I think that's weird. Happy birthday, Hillary. Uh, we, yeah, we haven't, uh, we haven't gone down that road yet. We like to have our freedom. No, no offense to anybody that has kids, but uh, we like our, we like the money that we make to spend on ourselves. Hell yeah. Maybe, maybe once we move into like a, you know, a nicer place, but we just we just passed our six year wedding anniversary, so Lucky. congratulate me now. Congratulate me. <laughs> I already look really red. This lighting's really bad. I swear I'm not this red in real life. Um, it's also yeah. the phone. The phone cameras aren't the best. No, no, this phone is not made for this. That was another thing too. Like I can use an HD webcam now. Yeah, I can do a background without a green screen. You know, like you can do a lot more on Twitch. I, I figured out that OBS. Uh, studio stuff, so I can do all kinds of different transitions. So I we I think we actually had a private conversation about this on the weekend of um, 
doing non like Twitch stuff on Twitch, like building yeah. puzzles yeah. and Legos and shit like that. And like, uh, what's it called? I've heard the word OBS because all my friends started Twitch accounts two years ago. I decided to stick with my podcast, stick with Instagram Live, but I've heard the words OBS so fucking much. And I know I'm going to need to learn it now. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I, I understand it's, it's easy, but it's just like, and I've heard those letters so fucking much now. Yeah. It did take me a weekend to like figure it out. So it, 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 there is a bit of a learning curve, but once you get it, it's, it's a very powerful program that essentially lets you like have a screen that has what you want to put on mm-hmm. and then the screen that's live. And then you can just press a transition button or click a scene and it just puts that up on the screen. So you just build your little scenes and then you can just, it's basically like a, a, a studio yeah. right in your computer. It's, Dude, so, it's pretty cool. So this goes back to, cause when I was talking to Ryan earlier and we were doing like podcast shit before 2010, like me and him didn't meet until 2017, 2016, but we got inspired by the same shit. Uh, so it's so fine. Like we went back. We're like, oh, you enjoyed that? Oh my god, that was my inspiration. And in two thousand and eight, UStream Live was a thing, and that was like off of Daily Motion. I want to say kind of, and that's what led to Justin TV, which led to Twitch and like all of that genesis. But there was a program because Brian Brushwood, great, uh, great uh, magician and comedian, he he showed a program he used called Vid Blaster. And the some bitch costs like eight hundred dollars a month, and it's a full mini studio. It's pretty much just what OBS was, but in two thousand and eight, of you could have all the live things that you're cutting to, and like there's even Streamyard now. That's not even a program; it's a browser. Like, yeah. oh. I know who Brian Brushwood is, by the way. I uh, from the Revision Three days. Oh my god, a- Revision Three! He had a show on there where he showed you like party yeah, tricks, cool. like. like- yeah, exactly. And uh, that dude was actually, back then, that dude was like, I loved his content. Yeah. I loved Revision 3 so much. I still, like, I still think about them just having this network of different creators creating yeah. different... You can't open Twitch up the same way. I wouldn't want to give my, you know, we're, we're partnered now, so I don't want to give out this, like, two-factor authentication ability to, like, a bunch of people. But that said, we have had guests on the video game content and we're moving into that next phase of of being able to have a guests on. That's the only reason I haven't asked you to come on and do a movie one or or whatever. It's just because we're we're transitioning into that. And right before pandemic, we were having a lot of live guests come on, and it was awesome. We had like five or six live guests in in my apartment recording the podcast, recording Blossom Buddies. And then the pandemic happened. We were supposed to have fucking RJ City on, mm-hmm. and now he's a mega star. <laughs> Dude, so GTA Wireless was a video game thing we did. I still have a file folder named GTA Wire that has a whole bunch of ideas that date back to 2008. I have more fucking ideas and shit like this that, like, I all I when I say 29 hours of ideas in 24 hours worth of a day when people ask me when do i sleep i reply with i do not know because i, I know. don't you've it been like happens. that the whole time I've, you've been like that the whole time i've known you too i always think of this idea you used to talk about where we're not when when we all got super famous as wrestlers you would have a home you would have a host that was basically like what modern reality tv shows are now um and you know everybody would just be a character obviously yeah. that's not how it worked out but so this is like still, an extension of that. I don't throw out any of my ideas. 
me and Kobe Durst almost moved into a house. And the only difference was like, I thought like we could big brother it up. We can be a Patreon only fans. We could have the house paid for and stuff. Kobe wanted to have like young guys there and he wanted it to be more fraternity. And in 2022, uh, there's a lot of things that could get you that you can't That's air. True. And yeah. uh, might be classified as abuse. I just wanted but, like fun challenges like Wipeout. Also, though, the, what happened was you had that idea and then hype houses started popping up. Yeah. Like 100 Thieves and like the Jake Paul or Logan Paul had one for a minute. And there's just a bunch of those hype houses. You see them on TikTok. Yeah. I don't go to that, that side of TikTok because I'm in my 30s. I like cynical comedians and cynical millennials and younger Gen Xers who are really mad at the world that's what i watch comedians mostly yeah but you know every now and then i'm like we're here at the hype house we're doing hype house youtube shit and i'm like wow i'm old i became old and i'm old now <laughs> i don't know how it happened i don't know how it happened it's it's not awful you know i'm wizened at least wizened if you will <laughs> hey you're celebrating six years of marriage my what sorry you at least you're celebrating six years of marriage. You're a productive adult. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm aging gracefully. Well, so uh, plug your socials one more time, and what's the Twitch channel so that they can watch all this fun? I like the fact. So I was watching Impractical Jokers, and I want to say it was Q had this idea for a bit, and everyone thought it wasn't going to work so much so that during the bit and it not working everyone said horrible bit and just walked out like in the actual act of it of i like that you started i had this genius idea it's picking up a little bit of steam like you had such ideas of grandeur and you're still there but then you have like the reality basin so i appreciate that so fucking much but guys give Dude. him a follow at dot 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 Wait. Uh, so you can follow me on here um, at Hey Did You See This One, where we, we, we're trying to put more news and stuff. Every time we finish a show, we put up the link. Twitch.tv slash Hey Did You See This One, all one word, is the easiest place to find our content so far. Hey Did You See This One on YouTube. And you can follow me right here. I, I post stuff about the, the show from time to time. There's a link in my bio to it, I believe, as well. I, I have everything working together as one you cohesive unit. No, but that's next. That's next. Because I want to start a Twitter as well. Just just a place to... The more places you can have hashtags, the better. The, yeah. the more opportunities for eyes is what I've learned. And th it's funny you should say what you just said about me, like, uh, you know, tempering my, my expectations. Because the first podcast I ever did that was a wrestling podcast, I was like... This is it, man. I'm going to the moon. <laughs> and then GT Live, me and you were like, yeah, we, we're doing it. It's happening. And then Blossom Buddies, again, it's like, okay, well, you know, I got a couple under my belt. This is okay. Nobody's watching. So by the time I get to here, I'm tempering the expectations of two people now who think that perhaps they're going to ride this rocket to the moon. And I'm like, no, it's all a learning experience. Some, sometimes somebody's going to reach out to you and say, hey, did you see this one? And you're gonna be like, yeah, I have a podcast all about it. Because <laughs> I even uh, like John Greed opened up for like the Foo Fighters at the ACC. And he doesn't like he doesn't want to he thinks he's failed as a drummer where it's like, no, every little experience, the moment you stop doing it and don't try another version of it. That's when you didn't succeed. When you stop on your own, every little learning experience, I highly recommend 
uh, Gary V's daily podcast because it's either three minutes long or an hour and 15. And he brings up a lot of like content sharing, how to reach out to people. And then also how to be motivated. Like, I like the fact that me and you talked about like 12 failed plans between the both of us for the last 12, <laughs> 14, 15 years. And we still have smiles on our face and we're happy and positive about it. People fail exactly. one time and they're like, man, I tried this YouTube channel and three people watched it and I gave up after two videos. Me and you were like, oh, what was your first failed podcast? Oh, how many episodes? Oh, mine was this. Oh, oh, you actually completed the season? <laughs> the series over like 120 episodes that I think 120 people listen to total. Well, congratulations, Jason. I'm so glad that you don't fucking give up. And I'm so appreciative and grateful for your fucking friendship. You gotta, you gotta get your creative juices out somewhere without being able to play music live on a stage and without announcing. Announcing was my outlet for, for a few years. I gotta do something. And right now it's Twitch. And it's gonna stay Twitch for a while, I think, because it's, it's the most economically sound as far as I don't have to pay any money to do it. And I'm... I have a stage. Who's you know the I mean? furthest random? Because what I appreciate about Twitch is the reach of the audience. Like, I have a fan, uh, this girl named Morgan, and her mama, actually, uh, Mama Thomas, also, because they'll play, like, Jackbox with us on Zoom. Uh, they're in North Carolina, though, so having that, like, distancing, is there anyone that's watched your shit that you're like, you're from where? San Antonio, Texas, a regular in San Antonio who went to Shawn Michaels Wrestling School. But like, oh, like nineties, like Brian and Spanky shit. I think later. I think after after Daniel Bryan, like he's he's five years younger than me. I think so. He, I think he was a bit older. Um, and I have somebody from Wales who comes in every now and then and just asks us random trivia while we're streaming, which is a pretty cool little thing. Has has the Wales person stumped you guys? Almost every time, constantly. I think he's a military. He's like a military guy, so he always asks these like really obscure military questions. So, hey, that's who can ask for more. <laughs> I, I love the fact that like the underline of this conversation has all been community and just like, and especially in wrestling, like you kind of get taught and you get treated like, oh, if you're a fan or a mark or whatever, where it's like. The word fan means like fanatical. You're obsessed with this thing, and then I appreciate the word support because you're paying yeah. with your money or time time is um, such a fucking important thing and just having that interaction that you're not a nameless faceless person you're that dude from wales you're that dude from san antonio you're morgan from uh fucking north carolina and then gimpy's just gimpy he is a human <laughs> mascot gilmy wrote uh he did a cryptozoology month on his podcast gilmy talks a very fun podcast but he did short little cryptids on like Bigfoot, Ogopogo, leprechauns, and he made one up on Gimpy. Gimpy is a real person. The way that he described Gimpy, which was 100% true, people emailed in going, I need to know more about this cryptid and shit because he comes off as a fucking cryptid. That's amazing. I hate the fact that I've talked about Gimpy too much in this. Shout out Gimpy, what's up? Where's your mom? Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jason. And 9 o'clock streaming tonight on Twitch? 9.30 p.m. EST on, on Twitch. Hey, did you see this one? Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. We should do a longer form thing when when you do your longer form shows. I'm, uh, I'm coming up. Uh, I, I have about 15 episodes I need to post, and then I'm wrapping up this season. And then next season, I'm going for uh, my podcast. 
I want to do more in-person interviews and I want to do in-person interviews, updates on people, uh, short form stuff on like profile, like kind of what we just did right now of like profiling, like your endeavors at the moment. And then genius. I like, this. like, I like this idea. A lot. And then I want to do roundtables. Like, oh, okay, these yeah. are all people that do Twitch. These are all people who are in the wrestling or involved in wrestling that isn't the wrestling portion of it. Right. So I hope you have a great night. I hope you have a good stream. I'll try to check that out if I don't fall asleep. <laughs> That's cool, man. But Thanks I, for I, me on. I do follow on Twitch. I appreciate that. And I followed you back. And I really, let's both build Legos at the same time. Dude, okay. We can do it concurrently. We will not be doing it at the same success level. I am Spoilers. not going to be doing it well. Spoilers. 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, where's the, sta- the st- where's the stand-up stage, though? Right here. It's right here. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, don't do it. Uh-oh, Is it don't do it. it. I don't, uh-oh, don't do it. Uh-oh, whoops. Oh, no, what have I done? Oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> for, for anyone listening to the podcast, he put Kramer on the stand-up stage, and I don't, if you don't know what that's a reference to, like, go look up. Go look up Kramer's yeah, stand-up stage that. video. That was a bad joke. I'm sorry. I uh, know. I appreciated it. It was a perfect <laughs> joke. It was a perfect fucking joke to end this one. But have a good night, buddy. Talk to you soon. Well. See you soon. Thank you.